You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Hey, Sad Sack. Seriously? You are the Sad Sack of the Week. Just for old time's sake. To pick up some power converters. Sad sack. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Sad sack. I'll, I'll be, I'll be lying if I say that it didn't bother me. Sad sack. Sometimes emotions is what makes a person. Sad sack. Promise, mess, I wouldn't do this. But um, as I said. There comes a time when, when, uh... Sad sock. Oh, I just changed my shirt. My chicken! Sad sock. <laughs> oh, I'm sad sock, am I? You. Complete me. <laughs> sad sock. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode number 235 of Raiders Fan Radio. appreciate everybody joining us uh, here tonight in the chat. What's up, Swag Jeff? you got a, a look on your face. Well, your camera. There's something going on with my camera? Yeah, yeah your camera's a, all like all black and white. Oh, with the, look at that. Oh. Ooh, it's like a freaking Who concert from 1968 up in here. Wow, Check that yeah. Out. Well, yeah, and it's just like that on the YouTube, too. It is? Okay, well, I'll have uh-huh. to reset my camera here in a minute. Or but don't. Or, no, or I'll just go with this. <laughs> yeah. This season was this trippy, is, man. This is, hey, man, if you've had edibles tonight, this is what I look 
look like. Okay, oh. yeah, extra a little extra fun for you. Um, all right, but anyway, so I'll, I'll figure that out as we go. Yeah, but first, let me just jump into this. Welcome to episode number of 235 of Raiders Fan Radio. I appreciate everybody joining us live here in the Fan Cave for what will be a sad sack uh, United episode as we all um, uh, lament the idea of the Raiders season being over, us losing to the Bengals of all teams in the freaking playoffs as they earn their first playoff win since 1990 because only a sad sack fan base could lose to a sad sackier fan base like the Bengals. So, but anyways, we're all in it together and it's still La Familia. It's still Raider Nation and we still yell it proudly, but we will, uh, we'll go ahead and run through uh, what that game was like. Uh, here at the show, we're going to also give out some respect tonight. Uh, we're going to do some season awards. And then, uh, of course, we're going to hear from you, uh, Raider Nation, in the Sea of Fans mailbag. More of you and less of us is a good thing. But listen, I'm not doing this show alone tonight. Uncle Mosh is out. We miss Uncle Mosh. And, yes. uh, and, and, and prayers up and well wishes to Aunt Kathy, who has the COVIDs. And oh, so no. Mosh is at home quarantining. Um, but it is uh, myself tonight and, uh, and my best friend in the world and yours, the man that adorns the Southern Anna of the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave Desk, the one and only Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah, man. What's up, Swaggo? What's up, man? You know, yeah, we're, we're sad sacking a little bit, but, you know, but there's silver linings, you know, because... Silver and black linings? Silver and black linings because, you know, with the way the season went, we really had no reason to be there. You know what? You know what that's I mean? not a bad point. And, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, I mean, of course, everyone sad sacked on Saturday night. But I kind of woke up. I woke up on Sunday and, you know, of course, of course, I want my Raiders to win the Super Bowl every single year. You know, that that goes without saying. But, you know, man, I'm so freaking proud of these boys. The way that they came together afterwards. I mean, after all this craziness and all this stuff that happened during the season, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, a ton more. But, uh but man, I mean, what more can you ask for with the amount of stuff that these this team has gone through uh, through the course of the season? I mean, teams don't go through this in a ten year span, right. let alone one year. So you know, so kudos to the guys. Shout out to the boys, and you know, we can sad sack tonight, but you know, I, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud to don the shield. Amen. Always. You know? And that never changes, right? Right. Like, that never changes. That, that, this Raider thing is for life. Yes. And, uh, and, that, and that certainly never changes. Absolutely. And so, uh, so yeah. So, appreciate that. Raider yeah. Nation, hang in there with us. Uh, I tried fixing my camera. It's not going to work. No, I'm going to be Led Zeppelin concert guy all night long, so you just have to deal with that. Nice. Uh, for those of you that are on the YouTube. For those of you on the audio or feed. Or you can just run over here and be in my camera <laughs> and then be, switch all the stuff all the forth. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I could turn Mosh's camera and you know, like do another angle or something and get all like crazy you never know hey man hey the season's over man we could go off the rails do whatever the hell we want that thing around absolutely yeah get your get your profile shot absolutely hey why not right why not it's my good side all right so um uh for those of you that are on the audio feed uh you don't know what's going on but anyways my camera's all jacked up and it looks all weird it looks like a bunch of like a kaleidoscope going on over here but that's okay um we're gonna uh go forward with the show and appreciate everybody joining us uh on the audio version of the podcast we are now part of the fan-sided family and are the official 
official Raiders podcast of Just Blog Baby and Fan Sided. And so we appreciate our partnership with them. And uh, check out those websites, uh, if you will, and patronize them. And when you do, tell them Raiders Fan Radio sent you. And uh, so we appreciate them on an audio podcast. You can find it on any podcast service. Just search for Raiders Fan Radio, and, uh, and you can find us in that way. And uh, subscribe to it and rate it, review it, all that good stuff. Helps the algorithm and helps us make more money. Just press the damn button, nerd. Quick. Exactly. Push that damn button and it helps us make more money. And with more money, we uh, generate more revenue for the One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit yes. that we have around here where all the money goes, advertising, super chats, all that stuff goes straight there. Yeah. And, and then do you have the swag? I do. You want okay. Well, right, let's well, go ahead and do it. We want to just shout I, it out. I want to shout it out right here. I'll at the tell top. you what. I'm going to give it to you because it will look funny on my camera. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Here's what we're doing. So we do these giveaways once in a while where we raise money for the One Nation Foundation. Yeah. We're not doing it tonight. We're going to take two weeks off after tonight, uh, but we will be back before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so we well, might get it. Tales from the Nation or an RFR conversation or something from us if we if we feel the Jones to podcast, but we're not going to do RFR proper for a couple of weeks. We're going to take a break. Yep. Um, and but anyways, when we come back for that Super Bowl show, we've got a giveaway that uh, another item we're going to auction off, and all the money will go to the One Nation Foundation. And Swag Jeff, what do you got over there? Yeah, buddy? you know, I mean, the Raiders aren't going to be in the Super Bowl this year, but that doesn't mean we can't tune in for something fun around Super Bowl time. And so uh, here locally in Middle Tennessee, uh, we went to, of course to go eat at Dominica today we had yes. the best sandwiches in the world and got to hang out with jeff murphy but uh there's there's like a little man cave shop i can't remember the name of it but shout out to them you know whatever but uh but we went in there a couple weeks ago and said where's your raider swag and they go well we'll order some for you we'll order some for you so we went in there today and we found this howie long signed mini helmet that uh Let's that we go, are yeah dude. man so we are going to be uh raffling that thing off on uh, the week of the Super Bowl, yeah. Uh, so you know, so it's Super Bowl swag time. Super so, Bowl swag, yeah. So like absolutely. It, yeah. So you know, a lot, a lot of people are getting their W twos in and all that. They're going to be getting their tax refunds back. Now's the time, man. This is what you need to spend it on. You know, help the One Nation Foundation. We give to amazing charities like the Bolitnikoff, obviously, uh, Stabler XOXO. We're trying to maybe get involved with the uh, Darren Waller Foundation, yes. Yes. Uh, the Motivate Foundation that Marcus Mariota does. All these things. So you know, so so yeah, get in the mix, man. This is a this is a freaking awesome helmet. It comes with the JSA uh, certificate of authenticity, so it's the real deal. Yeah, man. Come on. Get you some, bro. Let's go, man. Let's go. And again, all that money goes to the One Nation Foundation, which Absolutely. goes to great Raider causes. So appreciate you, all of you. that. Did. And even like last week, we weren't even giving away anything. We made like 400 bucks. Like, dude, dude the, the, thank you. 455 is what it that's was last bananas. week. That's, that's insane. That's bananas. Thank that's you all. That's insane. So Far, Fargo Raider says that he got arrested in a Howie Long jersey one time. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, perfect. There you go. Hey, speaking of Fargo Raider in the chat, there's shout him out there, Swaggo. Yeah, what do we got going on? Absolutely. In the chat room? We got uh, Foxy Scorpio, Raider Loco, uh, Bugsy Raider. This says salute, Swag Jeff. Uh, Fargo Raider, Anthony Provencio, uh, Paul is in there. Kevin the Raider nerd. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there's a Russian porn person in there that I'm going to remove oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Oh. Goodbye. Uh, oh. Let's see who else we got in there. Uh, Fade to Black is in there. Running Bears in there. Michelle Sweat. Uh, Lee B, we got everyone in here, man. Well, you just haven't made it until you got Russian porn in your chat. Let me Dude, tell you, you're not kidding. Let me tell man. you. And hey, and I and uh, 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 Kevin in there, Kevin the Raider nerd, our buddy says he's uh, he says I feel like I have kaleidoscope eyes looking at Murph. Some Murphy in the sky with diamonds over here. Holy <laughs> cow! Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. 
You right, I don't know what to do. Start talking slowly. Right, all right. Like yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This is this is too funny. Okay, so anyways, I'll uh, we'll fixate on that. All right, let's jump into the show proper. And uh, so this is episode number two hundred thirty-five. And Swag Jeff always uh, takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Swag Jeff, what do you got tonight? Yeah, so episode two thirty-five, and you know, I, I made this a few weeks ago before I even knew we were going to make the playoffs, Murph. And uh, so I, I, you guys were out in Vegas doing your thing at the Chargers game, hanging out with you know Michelle Sweat and Capo and uh, Trinidad and uh, and Fabricator Gill and all that stuff, and our and our good buddy Lamont. And I was laying in bed. My wife was asleep, and I was making episode numbers. Oh, so, nice! Yeah. So episode two thirty five. Uh, every episode, I take a significant moment in Raider Nation and relate it back to the episode number. In 235, we're going back to January 13th, 1991. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're going to be highlighting a divisional round game between the Raiders and the Bengals. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so, I guess it'll be good for us, though. I hope. Well, it's good because the Raiders won. It's bad yeah, because Raider Nation got to witness the end of Bo Jackson's career. Oh, no. It was that game. It was that game. It was that game. But, however, we are going to highlight some great people. Uh, Quarterback Jay Schrader passed for 172 yards and a touchdown of 13 to wide receiver Swervin Mervin Fernandez and in a 41-yarder to tight end Ethan uh, Horton. I remember Ethan, yeah. In a 20-10 victory at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. But the name of the game that day was rushing the football. The powerful running duo of Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson ran for 144 and 70, respectively. And with a little help on the ground from Steve Smith, the Raiders compiled compiled 235 (laughs) yards on the ground against the Bengals that day. Wow. Yeah, man. 235 yards. Uh, You know, Bo Jackson made the ultimate sacrifice for Raider Nation and, and gave up his hip. But uh, but the oh, Raiders geez. won against the Bengals, so that's something that we can celebrate because because why not today? Because why not today? Nice you job, Swag Jeff. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Nice job. All right, so uh, so I've done this. I've had to go profile. Look at this. It's like an official radio show. Oh looking my at gosh! Going so I got to let me take off Mosh's thing there. Okay, so you're just gonna get me like this. Okay, here we go. So I'm. So, uh, I guess it kind of works because I can look at you and the, the cameras over there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there but you anyway. go. But anyways, yeah, because the other one died fully. So there's my camera. Look at it. It's just dead. <laughs> it just died. Oh, I like it. It's just freeze frame dead <laughs> over there. So anyway, so we're gonna get this shot over here. Um, so anyways, um, so thank you for those of you bearing with us on the. Hey, on and the before, audio and before yeah. we jump any further, uh, I do want to uh, give respect to Aaron the Q Dog Raider. Says greetings nation with an eight dollar donation ah, to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you, Aaron, you, rock, thank you Capo. Uh, let's see, and uh, Randy Hanson, Jeff Wilson, Fargo. Hey, Raiders. coach. Yeah, Kill Jadis is in there. Uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, of course. Michelle Sweat, Kevin the Raider Nerd, uh, Paul is in there. Thank Paul? you guys so much for for tuning in. And uh, are we ready to get the show on the road? I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Go ahead and hit the hit the contact hit, info. We'll hit get the this contact thing info. Yeah. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346. Or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me. (laughs) Email me. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. 
Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Yeah, I do. Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there Twitch. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Nice. (laughs) Nice one, Swaggo. I appreciate everybody joining us live here tonight for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, and, and appreciate everybody on the YouTube. Uh, Swag Jeff, who do we got there in the chat room? Oh, my gosh. We got Kill Jadis, Randy Hanson, Raider Loco. Uh, Ron the Mater Raiders finally made it in here. Hey, I had to to kill a couple bots for you there, Ron. But uh, but we held it down. and, And, of course, Ron... Holds the chat down perfectly as the uh, moderator, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Uh, Michael Guerrero's in there. Paul is in there. Wyo Raider's in there. Yeah, man. Uh, Jack Kenna's in there. Lee B. Fargo Raider. Raider Godzilla's in there. Oh, my gosh. We haven't seen Raider Godzilla in a I know, right? Yeah. Kevin the Raider Nerd's in there. Michelle Sweat. Jeff Wilson. Uh, Bugsy Raiders in there. Chronicles of the Black Hole. Our buddy OG Daniel's in there. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, man. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, We've got 56 people watching right now and only 17 likes. So just press the damn button, nerd. You know what to do. Yeah, hit the buttons for us, man. Just hit the damn button, man. Just hit the damn button, please, if you don't mind. So, anyways, appreciate all of you. All right. So, here at the top of the show, we like to do a little thing called respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's certainly nothing wrong with those things, but, uh, you know, we like to give respect. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, I had to make sure there was nothing incriminating on some on the side shot here. I was like, what is over here on this wall? Like, this is never on camera. I don't know if I've ever seen that wall. You've never seen that wall. There you go. Uh-uh. There you go, Raider Nation. There's, there's my dad and Uncle Bruz and Allegiant Oh, Stadium nice. And a program from when we played in San Diego in the Woodson game, Howie Long. There's Compton down there, all kinds of there stuff. There you go. Oh, Napoleon Kaufman over here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So, but I digress. All right. So here at the top of the show, we do respect, and um, we got a lot to give respect to. First off, we're going to respect one of our listeners, Swag Jeff. Oh, we're good. Gonna, we're going to respect a guy that's in the chat room and a guy that's been part of this show for a long, long time. His name is Atticus or Atticus B. Rockin', and uh, he's called the show now three times, and I failed due to my uh, lack of of record keeping. Uh, my, uh, was unable to recognize him on his third call. So here at the top of the show, I want to give respect to Atticus and everybody else that's a made man, a made woman around here. Anybody that contributes to this show on a regular basis, we appreciate you. We love you guys so very, very much. This show is nothing if not for you all. And so thank you so much to uh, to, to Atticus and uh, all the amazing contract content contributors, contributors, contributors. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so being a made man or made woman. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. So like, let's call the whole thing off. So every, so anything uh, that you all do to participate with this show, we elevate you to a made man or made woman status. Basically, it's like your seat at the table. It's like an honorary position around here. It means your family. And uh, I can tell you that, but no one says it better than the Uncle Mosh. So let's, uh, let's hear from Uncle Mosh and congratulations to Atticus. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family. 
by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, appreciate Atticus, man. Congratulations on becoming yeah, man. the newest made man. Welcome to the table, brother. That's it, my friend. Yeah, I think I think Kappa when there said Atticus be made. Oh, oh nice, nice. Pass the garlic bread. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, so Fargo Raider is another guy we wanted to make around here. Yeah, you know what? And and he said that he's tried to email us the last two weeks, and for some reason his email didn't through. go through. I told him uh, just now in the chat to send me an email right now. Swag at RaidersFanRadio.com. There you go. And uh, and if you send it by the time we get to the sea of fans, then uh, we'll hit perfect. the button for you, too. Perfect. 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 That way you don't have to wait three weeks before we're back here again to do that. Well, so, yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. Good deal. So, all right. So, next up, I want to give respect to Coach. I want to give respect Dude, to Coach yeah. Passaccia. And, uh, you know, I was going to play this later on, Jeff, but I'm going to play it right now, the the Coach audio. Um, I want to give respect to Coach Passaccia. And, and really, you guys, I guess we kind of bundle this together. Mike Mayock and Coach Passaccia. You know, sadly, Mike Mayock got let go. A lot of us thought he deserved at least a second year. Or, I did. Or, 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 yeah. Not a second year, but a, a, a second chance. One more chance shot, after, man. One more shot at it. One more year. Um, you know, I know that, well, I'm, here I am getting on Mayock, and I want to celebrate Passaccia first. We'll get to Mayock in a second. Yeah. Coach Passaccia uh, inherited a mess. He inherited an absolute Ooh. nightmare, and if it weren't for... And it got messier. And it he, got messier. You know? And if it weren't for exceptional leadership skills, which the man possesses, uh, an ability to be a player's coach. Like, he's the epitome of a player's coach. His players love him. We've heard those, those accounts firsthand from our buddy Will to, you know, from everything from the players in press conferences. I know Coach Hansen is talking about it in our chat room right now. He's talking about the Raiders have their head coach. So I just want to commend him and give him respect, regardless of what happens, regardless whether he gets the job or not, frankly, doesn't matter to me. He's already cemented himself as a very significant part of Raiders history, being the man that guided this team to the playoffs amongst all of the garbage you could possibly throw at him and the locker room, and he still led the charge. He still got us there, and, and I know it, it didn't finish the way that we all wanted it to, Everybody wants to win the Super Bowl, and I get it. You know, one and done isn't ideal, but we still got there. And considering that four weeks prior, we were about ready to write the team off. So major, major respect to Coach. Ab- absolutely. I-, I totally agree with that. You know, he, we had no business being there. You know, we, I, said, I said that at the beginning. I felt that way, you yeah. Know, four, four weeks before the end of the season, we were six and seven. You know, they're a team that's six and seven heading into the last four weeks and the schedule that we had going in there. We place, you know, playing the, you know, streaking Colts at the time, you know, one of our rivals in San Diego. You know, I mean, the, those the were Browns who were hit and miss all year. Absolutely. Like, truth, man. And, you know, and this team pulled together and, you know, and I think Basachi had a lot to do with that. And l- like you said, you know, he's he's 
he's won this team over. Everyone loves Basaccia. You know, of course, yes, like you said, we heard it with Will. But, you know, Max has come out and said, you know, hey, this is our dude, man. Like, we love this guy. He's the best leader of men we've ever seen. We want him. We want him. So, you know, so when you win a when you win a team over like that, you know, that says something. So I hope the Raiders actually do give him a serious look as far as this goes. And then I'm sure you've seen the post going around of him sitting in a hotel room uh, in Cincinnati or wherever that was, writing individual handwritten letters to every member of the team, thanking him for everything that he's done. Because like you said, you know, he he inherited a, a really crummy situation, uh, you know, with, with a coach being let go or resigning in the way that, that John had to do. And then, you know, and then he inherits this team and, gets them to the bye week at five and two. And we're like, Oh my gosh, like right on. And then tragedy strikes, you know, in literally and literally in the bye week. And, you know, and then, you know, a few weeks later, you know, we have to let go of, of our other first round pick that year, you know, with, uh, I, it doesn't even matter what his name is, you know, big stupid. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, you know, and then, oh, and then Waller goes down with an injury. Like, I mean, oh, and th- COVID runs through the locker room. COVID we get delayed the- on the tarmac against the Browns. It was like thing yeah. after thing after thing yeah. after thing, man. But, you know, but, but, the, but coach got him ready to go. And, you know, respect to the guy, man. Like I yeah. love Basaccia. We got to meet him at the Bolitnikov foundation. Nicest and, guy, and dude. Nicest guy. Maybe that I've ever met, you know, and with, took and time with, for some schmucky podcasters yeah, to go man, around yeah, and, and, taking, and like, took time away from chatting with Fred Bolitnikov to talk with us. Truth. And that's exactly yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. We were kind of standing there and, and Fred kind of pointed over to us and came over and took some pictures and we were, you know, chopping it up with him and yeah. saying, Hey, w- Hey, Will Compton sends his regards. And, and he sent us a very nice message to give back to Will. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, it's just a yeah, great man. dude, man. Nah. Just a great guy, man. Great guy. So it was, let's, uh, so this, you know, again, testament to his character, testament to his leadership skills. Yes. This is his final presser on the way out. And what does he do? He heads out, or well, at least what likely could be his final presser. We'll see. Uh, but here he is thanking everybody. The guy exits with gratitude. I'd like to thank certainly our players for their constant and consistent work and relentless effort to improve every day. That's all we really ask of them. They succeeded in that. Also, I'd like to thank the coaching staff for never blinking and for always putting the man first and then coaching up player second um also i'd love to give a shout out to raider nation uh let's go for their loud and never-ending support for our team they heard you and uh they just they heard you and you need to understand that um to have fans in legion stadium for the first time this season was an incredible experience and in the future i think this team will take great pride in playing at home and making an advantage to them to play the Chargers with a blackout crowd was energizing for our players in that game, and I think it showed, again, all the way to the end. Um, I'd like to finish by um, also thanking Mark Davis, uh, Mike Mayock, and the entire Raider organization for their on-time support throughout the entire season. It was much appreciated. No one ever wavered. Uh, I believe it's a privilege um, to coach and play for the Las Vegas Raiders and in the National Football League. Man, I'm telling you, man, you can't get any more um, respected than, than than comments like that. I mean, that gets the utmost from us around here, and so appreciate uh, Coach Basaccia. Absolutely. Um, I see something going on in the chat room there. Is is uh, uh, our good friend Ebony Graves um, uh, and her husband, um, 
uh, Tyrone Graves, uh, good friends of the show. Is Ebony like is in the hospital or something? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, let's see, yeah. Ebony Graves. Uh, hey, family, just peeking in to say hi in Texas with our daughter. She's in the hospital. She's in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. So, so right. asking nation for prayer. So, so prayers up. Amen. Um, yeah, yeah. Ebony and Tyrone. You know, we yeah. Thoughts and prayers with you. For absolutely, sure. absolutely. Always uh, praying for Raider family around here for sure, and, uh, and and thinking of you all here as we do the show. All right, next up, we're going to give respect to Coach Ma- or Coach to uh, well, maybe one day. Uh, to, I want to give respect to uh, to you know former general manager of the Raiders, Mike Mayock. So here we go. So and this is not name dropping. I mean, Frank Sinatra told me one day, uh, you know, don't be a name dropper. Um, but I met Mike Mayock at the courtyard in Knoxville at the Senior Bowl, yeah, right? Uh, no, well, I'm actually so yeah, I met him twice. So I met at the Senior Bowl for the Raiders when he first became the general manager. But long before that, I met him at the courtyard in Knoxville. He was still working for NFL Network. Oh, it was in town for the pro day for the uh, for the Vols. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and met him and, and, and met him at breakfast and chatted with him for a little bit. And of course, talked about the Raiders and whatnot and some of their needs and whatever. Um, but again, a genuine guy, like a guy that had no you know didn't have to take time out of you know i'm sitting next to him at a breakfast table and i'm like oh hey it's mike mayock and like and so and like took time to like chat it up and like asked about like who i rooted for and like whatever like the same thing at the senior bowl like who are you here with like tell me about your podcast like you, you uh, know what how i mean cool man people don't these guys don't have to do that kind of stuff no you know what i mean like i met drew rosenhouse at that same event biggest dick on the planet oh like, no wouldn't even really? take three i'm like i'm like hey drew and he like freaking like blew me off like i wasn't even standing there like you know what i mean like these people don't have to to engage with you and um and so many of these raiders uh not only in the coaching staff but executives they're genuinely nice people if the raiders won games based on their niceness like we'd be undefeated. Like I swear to goodness, these people are the nicest freaking guys um, running this organization. And so I've always had an affinity for Mayock. I thought I think he's a great football mind. I think that you know he fell victim to a couple things. I think one is that he's associated with Gruden, and I think that for whatever it, justify it or not. I think feel like the organization is trying to just 100% distance, distance, just distance themselves from John Gruden. And so I think Mayock got caught up in that. I think another unfortunate thing is that I think Mayock is held accountable for John Gruden picks. We know. We know this for sure. Well, we talked about it at lunch today. Yes. We know for sure that the split was 51% Gruden, 49% Mayock in terms of talent evaluation and who they were going to select in the draft. We know that is true. We also know it is 100% true that Mike Mayock wanted Devin White, Gruden overrode him, and selected Clee Farrell. Okay? We know that, that, Gru- that we know that Mike Mayock had to assemble a cut-up film of Josh Jacobs and basically force Gruden's hand to watch the film and plead with him to draft Josh Jacobs, who is probably the best first-round pick that's ever been made in that regime. Now, you can question whether Jacobs is qualifies for the fifth-year option, blah, blah, blah. Point being, though, is that out of all the first-round picks, that's the one we can point to and go, okay, that made sense. That was yeah, a good pick. Sure. So here's where I'm getting at. It, it sucks that all the hits that Mayock had in the second, third, fourth, Dude. whatever, tons – Divine Diablo, Hunter Renfro, Trayvon Mullen in the second, Max Crosby. Like we can go on, on, on down Hunter the Hunter Renfro, yeah, like, all the all those guys. Divine Diablo, yeah, yeah. Those those are those are hits all over the damn place, right? 
So, and you could even really, and then if we go to this last year, Merrick, as in the second, is a freaking money pick. It was a steal. It's a freaking money. Everyone would have been so happy if we got him in as our in the first, first pick. In the first. And so you swap him. Anyway, so my point being is this. Then you add in the fact of look at who he signs. And he signs guys like Casey Hayward. He signs guys like Solomon Thomas, you know, Jefferson. Um, who am I missing? Denzel Perryman. Mariota. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, you know, he but, was he was one of the, he was the first. He was, there you go. All right, but but point being though is that like doesn't that track record? Wouldn't I just think that he deserved uh, yes. to to get a good look at what he would do in an off season sans John Gruden? Like I don't know why, and I don't. And look, I look, I don't get paid to run the football team. I'm just a I'm just a knucklehead podcaster in my in my bonus room. Hanging out with my best friend, having adult beverages, talking about the Raiders. So I don't know shit, but I think that the optics say he deserved another look. Like, yeah. what do you? What, I mean, don't I mean I don't, I, I don't understand it. I, unless there unless there's something behind the scenes, which is clearly possible because sure. we're not inside the walls of Henderson. There's got to be something that had happened, a conversation, a point that was trying to be made, a future hire that is going to blow our minds. Like, there's some, there's got to be a good reason this guy was let go because to me, as a fan, the optics don't add up. He didn't do anything to deserve to be the first one let go. Yeah. Like, Jeff, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, I, and I, that was pretty new information that came out that I, I didn't realize that, that Mayock wanted Devin White yeah. uh, over Clee Farrell. Uh, which is which is just mind blowing. Looking at the oh. two of their careers, I mean, just just F ask Aaron. E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. <laughs> it ain't furl. you know. But I wonder, I wonder if there was trouble in paradise with with him and John before, because you know, pre all this stuff that happened with Gruden, Mark da Gruden was Mark Davis's guy, man. I mean, one hundred percent. Sure, all of his eggs sure. in the Gruden basket. So I wonder if that was ever questioned to Mark, or to Mark you know, from from Mayock. You know, hey, is, oh, is hey, this your, our your, guy? your boy over your here, your boy's is... screwing up, man. Your boy's screwing up, and that might have kind of put a wedge between Mark. Uh, that's a great and point. Mark and Mike. You know, it's very possible that he said, "Well, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us." And so, you know, now the Gruden's gone. I got no use for you. You know, but I'm I'm totally with you, man. I mean, the guy has unbelievable draft knowledge. Wanted the great guys, didn't get them, but went deep in the draft and got some of our core pieces that should be with us for the next 10 plus years. You know, why not give that guy one more shot? Yeah. Well, and that's why I think that, like, you know, look, I think that, you know, Mark Davis came out and said it. He, at least he told Jay Glazer and Jay Glazer reported that he wants a, quote, rock star head coach. Okay. Okay. So I get that. So who are the rock star head coaches? Well, it's not some coordinator from somewhere or whatever. It's freaking Harbaugh. It's Jim Harbaugh. Or, you know what I mean? Or it's Sean Payton. Or it's like, you know what I mean? I got the odds here. So check this out. I, I, I found, huh, this is fun. I love freaking Vegas, man. They'll, they'll, you can make a bet on anything. So I got the odds here for the, uh, um, the odds on the next Raiders head coach, Jeff. Okay. 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 And this is, and still we're celebrating Mike Mayock here and giving him respect, but we're trying to piece together on like why he might've been let go. So, and, and, and the case is based somebody in the chat said, I'm sorry, I, I missed it there. Uh, oh, pirate 1975 says Harbaugh wants total control, total control of the groceries. 
Famous line by Bill Parcells. If you want me to cook in the kitchen, you need me to let me go shop for the groceries. Um, so if that's the case, if there's this, quote, rock star head coach that's going to have the same amount of influence or level of influence that John Gruden did, it's going to take a big name. It's, you're not talking about, you know, I don't know, Joe Brady or something, whatever. Some of the names that have been thrown out there, Eric Bieniemy, whatever. You're talking about a big name. So what are the names on the list? here? Okay, so... I got the odds here. So who do you think is the favorite according to Las Vegas? When I say Vegas, not the Raiders. I mean Vegas, the city, the the betting establishments. Who do you think is the favorite? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, number one on the list. What, what are the odds on that? Two to one. No kidding. Two to one. Really? Two to one that Jim Harbaugh is going to be your coach. This is according to Vegas, and they're not wrong often. Nope. They're not wrong often. Okay, so Jim Harbaugh, number two. Want to take a shot? Is it Rich? It's Rich. Rich is a five to two. Yep. Rich is, is, is second. And because of everything we know about him as a man. But I love that. I, I do too. Like, you know, whether he's the guy or not, but it, if he's getting serious consideration, I love that. I love that too. And I'm whoever takes over, I hope that he stays on his special teams. I don't know if he will. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can do. I guess you could. I mean, you could be a, like you can be like Gruden, the de facto coordinator, and still you know head yep. coach. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you want to take a shot at any of the other names on the list before I read them off? Uh, well, I mean, I know B enemy's probably on that list. The enemy is on there, but I wouldn't qualify him as a rock star candidate. Oh, if you're talking rock stars, yeah, he's a ten to one shot. By the way, what about uh, what about Pete Carroll? Is he on that list? Pete Carroll is not on the list. Okay. No, well, so. I'm thinking of rock star people. The yeah. big splash where you go, whoa. Yeah. So I'm assuming Sean Payton's on that list. Sean Payton is. He's another 10 to 1. Sean Payton is on the list. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brian Flores? Brian Flores is not on the list. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, I don't have any. I don't think I have any. Okay. Other. So here's, here's mine that are not rock stars. Okay. Okay. The, the, okay. So Doug Peterson is a 5 to 1. Not a rock star. Not interested. David Shaw is a 10 to 1. Not a rock star. Uh-uh. I don't like him. Uh, Todd Bowles. We've already seen him as a head coach. I don't agree. Yep. As a rock star. Uh-huh. A 10 to 1. Don't like it. Brian Dable. Joe Brady. Both 16 to 1 and 14 to 1. Don't like him. Not rock stars. Nope. Nathaniel Hackett, a 20 to 1. Not a rock star. Okay. Wayne Kiffin, a 100 to 1 shot. <laughs> oh, Lance. Oh, Lance oh, throws Lance. his hat into the arena. No kidding. Yeah, let's uh, let's ask Coach Hanson what he thinks about old Lance. Yeah, right. Back. Not yeah. a rock well, star. No, he's been talking about it in there. He said, man, he was young. You know, he was back in 2000. Oh. Nah. nah. He wasn't that young. Nah. nah. <laughs> we're, good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, Byron Leftwich. Interesting. I wouldn't say you rock know? star, but he's a 10 to 1. Now we're creeping up the list. He's. I think he he would be a sexy pickup for some of these uh, playmakers that are going into free agency. Yes. Because look what he's doing in Tampa Bay right now yes. with superstars. Yes. So I agree. I think Byron Leftwich is a good call. That's Now you're getting into rock star territory. Now the next two are the, the ultimate rock stars. Sure. This is the Ze- this is Zeppelin and the Stones, right? Okay. This is Plant and Jagger. This is whatever. Okay. Okay. Eight to one, Dabo Sweeney. Dude, hey, that's a he, big name. Now look, it's it. a big name, and he was he was at a Raider game. Not, uh, what earlier in the year was? What was he at the Browns game or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh huh. That's old Dabo. I think that's interesting. All right, it is. And then, uh, and actually, that this is bigger than like this is like the Elvis, the Michael Jackson. This is the top of the heap in terms of rock star. Sure. Mike Tomlin is a seven to one. 
Is he really? Mike freaking Tomlin. Now, look, I've heard people float Mike Tomlin's name out there all like during this process. So what is he going to And I've been like, why would he leave? Like, no one leaves Why would Pittsburgh. he leave? They've had three coaches in their entire history. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. The end. It's well, three he, people. Like, but, why would he leave? But now you're talking about you got to bring in another quarterback. They're they like, got to rebuild. They're in, a, they're in a rebuild. Could he have a case of the ass? I don't know. But like that to me, like, okay. If you had to, if if you got to just throw every name out there, and I'm including names like Belichick and all of the the current people that are coaching in the NFL, from head coaches all the way down, if I had to pick a guy, he might be your. That's guy. the guy. I I mean I and I don't know if like and I again I don't I don't think there's any interest for, of him to jump the team. I think this is a complete long shot. This is like the longest of long shots. I don't think it would ever happen. But in terms of fit. Like need, dude, a red, if need a red ass guy and a guy that isn't afraid to bench people when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Antonio Brown, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I can get down with a guy like that. Absolutely, dude. I, I he's got he's got cojones. He's he's a red ass. He's uh-huh. he's and he he's a it, good coach. And like he and, made it to the playoffs with thirty eight year old fat Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Okay. Dude is one consistently in Pittsburgh. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I like his vibe. I love the way that he coaches and, and that his approach. And so anyways, I won't get on the Mike Tomlin train here. We're trying to celebrate Mike Mayock. But I thought that was very interesting. Speaking of Mike Mayock. Speaking of Mike, Mike Tomlin. Mayock, Mike Tomlin. So uh-huh. seven to one. So if that's the case. That's interesting what that would, the odds are that good. Well, because what would entice someone like that would be, look, Mike, you come over here. It's all yours, baby. Vegas is yours. You got. You have the Raiders. You have the keys of the kingdom. You got the keys of the kingdom, and you were going to pay you all the money. Like I'm just saying. Like that's, and that would that would entice Sean Payton too. Like yep. I mean, yep. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are saying uh, Riddick for GM, Tomlin for head coach. Dude, I can't, okay, okay. Sign me up. Yeah, done. Like I think up. that's fantastic. So, anyways, yeah. I think there's a lot of it, it. So that didn't go back to it. Celebrate Mike Mayock. Dude, yeah. Much respect to Mike. Respect to Mike. I think there's only one way that he gets let go, and it's because we have something of that caliber waiting big, in the wings. There's a big splash that's yeah. about to and happen. And if it's not, if we don't get the big splash, then I'm really like, I don't question then the organization a sh- lot. shame on Mark. Then I'm going like, what are we doing? We just made the playoffs. Like, and now we're doing some dopey stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, all right. Oh, man, jeez, this respect segment's taking forever. Um... <laughs> We are still at the top of the show. We're at the top of the show, literally. It's because I, I talk a lot. I like this. Jeez, like we're, this we're 50 minutes in. Oh, 50? 5-0. Get the hell out of here. And we're 5-0 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get it moving here quick. All right. Oh, you're good. Do your All thing, right. bro. Now, next up, I want to give respect to a Bengals fan, Jeff. What? Crickets. All right. So the reason that... There you go. Sorry. Thank you. No, I'm just trying to keep you on, on schedule. So the reason I'm giving it to a Bengals fan is that Jerry Mills, Jerry Mills is a uh, ER nurse. He is a former, I believe, medic. Um, I apologize if I'm messing up his credentials, but I want to. But he's, I know he's an active nurse in the Cincinnati area. Went to the Bengals game, Bengals Raiders game. Okay, is walking up to the stadium and sees Raider fan Ed Fernandez lying still on the pavement. Goes over to him, recognizes that he has no pulse, starts administering CPR, and keeps the man alive long enough 
for the Cincinnati Fire Department to arrive and the ambulances and for them to swoop Mr. Fernandez up and get him back into health and saves the dude's life in the parking lot in Cincinnati before the Raiders-Bengals game. Much, much respect to Jerry Mills. Holy cow, man. That's unbelievable. Isn't that great? Oh, my gosh. What a cool story that is. Yeah, great respect. story. Respect. Much respect. Much, wow. much respect. So wow. appreciate you, my friend, and and, uh, and, uh, and and best wishes to Ed Fernandez to a rapid recovery uh, from, from whatever was going on there. I didn't say it in the, in the article, but whatever it is, uh, we wish you uh, much health. All right, Swaggle, let's hit a break and then head into this Bengals Yeah, game. and before we do that, oh, uh, please. Uh, Pyramid 1975, a $2 donation. Uh, I, I missed the, the scroll up there, and I can't find it, but $2 donation, and uh, Tyrone Graves, a $5 donation as well. Uh, but we got Pineapple in there, Ron the Mater Raider, Kevin the Raider, and Michelle Sweat, uh, Jack Kenna, Fargo Raider, Bugsy Raider, Tubby Chili's in there. Paul is <laughs> in up, there. Terry? Carlos is in there. Tall Ken Chit's in there. Wyo Raiders in there. Uh, Uncle Mosh is in there. What? Uncle Mosh? Yeah, Uncle Mosh is in there. Let's the, go. The Numbers is in there. Foxy Scorpio. Raiderborn Rico's in there. Lala Meloso. Yes, let's go, man. Awesome, man. Let, let's go. Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale's in there. Chili Man's in there. He's a diaper dandy, baby. Let's hey, go, Switcheroo. Let's Double go, do. baby. <laughs> uh, Randy Hansen, Pirate 1975. Uh, Joseph Parra's in there. Naomi TKO's in there. Jesus Alvarez is in there. Oh, my gosh, there. man. Oh, my gosh. We, we got loaded the, up tonight. We got the whole crew. And here man. we were thinking we were going to have a ghost town tonight. Yeah, well, you know, everyone wants a sad sack together. Sad you know, sack it, together it, it feels a little better when you have community. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sad sack. <laughs> Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, good stuff there. I love it. Swag Jeff showing off his uh, his number ninety eight new Max yeah, Crosby. Yeah, man, got that for there. Christmas Absolutely. from my wife. Aw, want to shout out know. the wife? I love you, baby. <laughs> Swag wife, Chris. <laughs> Dude, Swag. my wife, my wife, and, and I will I brag on my wife for just a minute. do it, man. Uh, she she's a wedding planner here locally yeah, in Middle yeah, Tennessee, yeah. and uh, was just voted uh, best of wedding planner. Let's in, go uh, on several several wedding planning websites. Nice. The girl is kicking ass. I'm so proud to call her my wife. She's she's Rock unbelievable. On, Chris. Yeah, man. She she's already like matched her number of weddings that she did last year. This year, and it we're only like what two and a half weeks into the into Fantastic. the year. So yeah, it's gonna keep growing, man. So so shout out to Chris, man. I'm I'm so proud of you. So uh, here's my question to you. And okay, Chris. all right, is she gonna match her number of Vegas trips this year and join us out there for the draft in April? I don't know if she's gonna. I don't know if she's gonna match that number. You know, yeah, we'll we'll have to plan our Vegas trip carefully because we only typically get one of those a year. Okay, all right, so, all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Where to put you on the spot? Thanks, Mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll just tentatively say no, and then if we surprise you, then <laughs> there we go. Hot damn, man, that's we'll awesome. Be, we'll be looking for you. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get into this Bengals game. So, uh, man, what it. You know, look, it was disappointing. I mean, we were all thankful to be there, of course, but like Jeff said earlier, you know, it was like it was really. Um, 
you know, the, 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 we didn't stumble in. We certainly didn't back our way in. We won four oh my games. Gosh, we were the hottest to make team in the NFL. Hottest going team in the NFL. We were the darlings of the NFL. Although the media wasn't picking us, we were being celebrated within the media, and, and it certainly felt good. It felt good as a Raider fan to be on that end of it and to not be on the, the side that we typically are, which is you know the oh my gosh, look at the second half collapse and post by week and blah 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 blah. So we had hopes. We had more hope than we had had in. 20 years, because going into the game in 2016, none of us had any faith in Connor Cook. I mean, we wished nope. for the best, but ain't nobody expected us to win. But so anyway, so we were disappointed in it. But but don't you know, guys, like, considering everything we've been through, and I won't rehash it all again because it's been said at nauseum, but, like, considering everything that we did to be there, to actually make that appearance in the playoffs, that was such a very significant game. And also for the Raiders to play it down to the last play, to be the most competitive game of the entire weekend. Like, if you look at the other scores, you look, the other games were kind of boring, frankly. There was a lot of blowouts oh, yeah, going blowouts, man. Not our Raiders. They went in, and look, at Cincinnati is no joke, man. Like, yeah, they're the Bungles, and I last week I'm, I'm here, I am sitting here going, oh, the Bengals are going to bangle, y'all, and all that stuff. Like, And they didn't. And, you know, we unfortunately were challenged through a lot of missed opportunities. Um, the most glaring thing that happens to the Raiders is, of course, the call, um, the, the, the inadvertent whistle. But as we're going to hear from the GOAT here in a second, a couple things. The game didn't come down to that one play. Mosh says it all the time. The games don't come down to one play. I guess, but something like, but then Cousin Sonny will say, yeah, except sometimes they do, which is true. And both of those things are very true. But there is, but to, point at one thing and not consider the rest i think is a not a good strategy yeah, to look you know, at i mean there's obviously things that during the entirety of the game that can be done different you know i'm well i'm sure we'll talk about it a ton daniel carlson doesn't need to be on the field as often as he was during that game but you know you could ask the same question i mean uh, what about the tuck roll game that was decided by a play you know, yeah, but then we also couldn't stop the Patriots well, either. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's the kind of stuff true. I'm talking about. So it, like. so it is. It, it works both ways totally. But you know, but but when you look back at that game of what's the moment that may have changed the game, there is a moment. There is a moment. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But then you know, so anyway, so all things be considered. And here's and so again, we're going to check in with the goat. We're going to check in with Charles Woodson, and he says it best, I think, here that like he sets up his point by acknowledging that there were a lot of other things going on with this game. A few bad breaks, some bad calls, some of it self-inflicted. What uh, is your takeaway from those calls specifically? Yeah, I think self-inflicted is correct. You know, holding calls, false starts. I mean, the whole day, every positive game we had in that game was called back because of a penalty. But Carissa, if you want to know why Raiders fans, Raider Nation, are always pissed off at the league and the officials, it's because of that call yesterday. It seems like we're always a part of these games. The whistle blows the play dead. Am I correct on that? I heard a whistle. Does the whistle man, but I just does, don't no, know no, no. The question is, does the whistle blow the play dead? Yes. <laughs> correct. Then the play is over. So, really, this is actually a tie ball game right now today. They should go back. Take the seven oh, points so, off, yeah, off the board. So, you're a Raider. And we got to play this game again next. Hey, okay. Maybe Wednesday. Hey. Straight. So we play Wednesday? Hey. Yeah. Let's play the game. Let, let, let's finish the game on Wednesday. This is a hey. tie ball game. But come on, we can't keep getting these kind of calls. Cincinnati. Like that. All right. So there he is. There's the GOAT, Charles Woodson. And yeah, I mean, I, 
It's hard to disagree with that, man. You know, it's hard to disagree with that Raider fan has a case of the ass for the officials and for the league, and justifiably so. Like, did the game come down to that play? Yes. Did it? Were there all these other things, like our failure to convert in the red zone and the penalties and all that, that cost us the game? Yes. I think totally. those are the... Um, and, and, I, and I got some numbers for you, of course, because you know me. I love, I love numbers. I hate math. Um, so I've got some numbers for you that I'll get to here in a second. But, like, but you wonder why we as Raider fan are claiming conspiracy all the time. Do I think there's an overriding conspiracy, something that, you know, like there's some Illuminati room where they all gather together and figure out how they're going to screw the Raiders every year? No. And I think that if you're thinking along those lines, it's silly that, you know, no one's got that much time. But it is awful coincidental, and if you wonder why we're butthurt, here you go. Like, it's because this is the kind of stuff that comes up. So, yeah. so that said, this is what cost us the game. Let's not focus on the call. We all know the call was blown. Um, we all know, and we're going to hear from Max Crosby here in a second on the Rich Eisen Show talking about it. But we, So we all know it was a bunk call. We all know it was lame. Sure. But here's why the Raiders lost the game. The Raiders are 20th this season in converting red zone trips into touchdowns. Mm. Uh, not this season, excuse me. Over the past eight seasons, the Raiders are 20th converting red zone trips and 28th in the last four seasons. So we're yeah. not, like you said, Daniel, we're marching out DC2, not scoring with DC4. Right. Speaking of DC4, I'm going to, I pulled back a lot of stats this week because I didn't want to turn this into a Derek Carr beat-up show, because a lot of times that's what people do. Yeah, no, we don't want to do that. I don't want to beat up on him, but I do want to acknowledge a couple things. that Because it's already happening now that the season's over. Oh, everyone's people right back piling into, on again. Here we go know, again. Who, who's right? going to replace Derek? We need to trade Derek. We need to get rid of Derek. It's, it's all it's everyone's starting looking for all Aaron, over again. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, including, I mean, we've speculated on stuff like that. Sure. On who's coming. But anyway, so here, but, but here's what it, you know, look. Here's here it is. The numbers are the numbers, man, and it and it's and it's and it sucks. Derek Carr had an eighty-three point three passer rating in the red zone this season for the Raiders, including the playoff game of thirty-one qualifying quarterbacks. Only Trevor Lawrence was lower. That I mean, be great between the twenties. Get them stats. Yep. Got to put the ball in the end zone, man. Put the ball in the end ball zone. Ball damn end zone. Yep. Uh, the playoff game was the thirty-second time since ninety-one that a quarterback threw ten plus passes in the red zone in a playoff game. Derek Carr's rating, 34.7. It's the lowest in that span, beating out Matt Hasselbeck, uh, uh, who had a 42.4 against the Packers in 04. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, gosh, Derek. I'm like, come on. I got, hold on. I got a couple more for you. I'm going to get get out and I want to hear from you. Carr went on Saturday, four for 17 in the red zone. That's the second most red zone incompletions in a game in the last 20 seasons, in the regular seasons or the playoffs. The only one uh, ones that were worse were Matthew Stafford in 2011 and, surprisingly, Aaron Rodgers in 2019. Now, this is now this is not on Derek. This is a team stat. So, remember, so this, again, this is not picking on Derek. I'm just throwing out the red zone inefficiency that we had. The Raiders were the first team to get into the red zone five-plus times in a playoff game and score only one touchdown in the last 18 years. The last team to do that was the Patriots in the 3 title game versus the Colts, where they scored five field goals and one touchdown and a safety. Mm. So look, here's the deal. That call sucked. The inadvertent whistle was a bad call. It was a missed 
rule. or it, 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 The play is blown dead. And again, we're going to hear from Max talking about it in a second. But that's not why they lost the game. Like, let's not fixate on that. Let's not excuse. Let's not take the path of least resistance as fans and say that's the reason why because it's easy to point at one little thing. But, dude, the first team to get into the red zone five-plus times in a playoff game and score one touchdown in 18 years. That's dog shit. That's awful. It's terrible. That's why we lost a freaking football game. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, and and yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Derek, this is his first playoff game, man. Solidify yourself. You know, you got to you got to find your playmakers. You got you got to do that. And we'll talk about that here more in just a moment. But uh, but look at the other side of the ball. We were the worst in the league in red zone defense. You know, so those guys equally fa- bad. They find the end zone. You know, that call, the the call that everyone is talking about, the whistle call or whatever, red zone, red, red zone. zone, you know, defense wasn't there. Yes, they might have stopped a little bit early, but that's not the first time that this has happened. I mean, look no, at No, we all- let Williams score on a freaking, uh, in, again, in the Chargers the game. game. Yes. Last play of the game. I mean, and, and that wasn't the only time that that's happened. I mean, look how many times Kelsey's done that to us this season. And, uh, you know, all these other times. It's just, it, it blows my mind how, you know, stout the defense is until we get to the red zone. And it's just like, well, I, I guess we're just going to give up six here, you know? Come uh, on, guys. Unbelievable. Come on. So uh, in the chat room there, Running Bear says, how many of the red zone uh, was stopped by drop balls and penalties? Here's the thing. Uh, you know, that's, well, it's a that's, fair question. That's a fair question. But I, I, pro- I don't know what the number is, but I, here's, my, here's my response. Ain't enough. I, I mean, we don't see Darren Waller having balls clank off his hands in the end zone. And even on that last play of the game, like we're throwing two, shor- two yards short of the end zone. Yeah, I know Zay Jones is your best friend. I don't. I don't. But like, bro, don't, why is why are Waller and Renfro well decoys on the play, Jeff? And I w- I was gonna get to that whenever you played Zay's call, but I'm just gonna say it now. Do I don't it now. Give, I don't give a shit what time Zay Jones comes into the <laughs> effing building in the mornings. I don't care that you guys share a cup of coffee and toss the ball around at 5 a.m. or whatever. Get the ball to your effing playmakers. Hunter Renfro got you here. Darren Waller got you here. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, find somebody. You know, Zay Jones is not the answer. He's not the guy. Love him. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for all that you've done for Raider Nation. And I hope that you play for us for a while because you do come in clutch. But you're not the guy. Not in the red zone, especially. Not in the red zone. Hello, Darren Waller. I mean, I'm sorry, Hunter Renfro. I mean, the little dipsy do things that he does. Go do that. That China route oh triple move thing, like Come all that stuff. Come on, man. Don't don't be and mean and he was fixating on him all game long. I mean, he probably led the team in receptions. I mean, dude. Well, and that's on Olsen too. Like, and look, and we love Coach Oli, but that's on Oli too. If you're drawing up a play that gets Edwards into the into the which really probably should have won more the ball win. If we really want to get nitpicky about Derek, that's where the ball should have won. He had plenty of time. Yeah. Um but Zay Jones, so, so he calls it's and speaking of Williams from the Chargers, it's that's the same route. It's that I don't even remember what it's called, but it's basically they go up and then they cut to the corner and then come work straight back to the ball or straight back to the quarterback. He ran it too short. Like you got to get that thing in there further. So you're in the end zone. So when you start to come back, you're still in the end zone. What a concept. Yep. But then he had Waller and Renfro 
running the fl- like come on Oli. Like, yep. What are we doing? Well, like, get, get those go, get those guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just telling. I, I, was... I can't remember who said in the chat said Hunter Renfro's a number three. Nah, bruh. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Who was it? Uh, Randy Hansen said it. Oh, coach, coach, come on, man. I, I now by definition, by he definition, shouldn't sure, be because that's the number one slot position is number three. But you know, yeah, come but on. come on, but, but he's in terms of playmakers. Here. Because Waller, we th- still seems like he's hurt. So, like, I, I I disagree, Coach, and I don't disagree with Coach Offa because he knows so much, way more than I ever will. Guy spent his life in football. Yeah. But like, I, I, Hunter, like in terms of like targeting, Hunter's got to be. I I just I don't understand why you would just use him as a decoy. I just I, that yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't um, make any sense. Anyways, all right. So plenty of reasons why the Raiders lost the game. Um, but to go back to the inadvertent whistle. Uh, let's go ahead and check in with uh, with Max Crosby. Uh, love our buddies at the Rich Eisen Show. And, uh, and gosh, I'm name dropping a lot tonight. I hope I don't sound like an asshole. Um, sorry, <laughs> he's guys. not just consistent. He's a man of his word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's check in with uh, with Max Crosby on, uh, on on the Rich Eisen Show, talking about that whistle. All right, and then the play that everybody's talking about more recently because you wound up because you won going to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow throws one to Taj Boyd. There's a whistle. Uh, did you guys did base did you did uh, part of the team stop playing or stop the you know running as hard as possible because you thought the play was over? You heard the echo of the whistle in that moment, Max. Yeah, that's another. There's always controversy with us, um, <laughs> to say you- the least. But. Yeah, um, during that play, I was in pursuit of the quarterback, mm-hmm. and you know I'm I'm just running the you know running the running after Joe Burrow, and in my in my view, it looked like he ran he stepped out of bounds. So when that happened, I don't know if he did or not. Like I, I saw the replay, I don't think he did, but it was very close. And so when he almost stepped out of bounds. He launched the ball, and the second he it left his hand, the ref right there blew the whistle because he saw what I saw. It was close, and it looked like he stepped out. Right. So we heard the whistle, and then all of a sudden I looked back, and he caught the – you know, the receiver caught it, but it looked like the DB stopped. So that was just my opinion. Then I saw the replay, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the whistle blew, <laughs> and I, literally our guys stopped, and it looked like the Bengals guys thought it was over as well. Um, but then all of a sudden they just said signal touchdown, and I was yelling at the ref saying, no way, he blew the whistle, he blew the whistle. Right. Regardless if he stepped out or not, I thought they should have stopped it. But what do I know? You know, no, I, the, I'm just, it definitely I'm just seemed, trying to get to the quarterback. Right. It definitely seemed, again, it's Tyler Boyd, my bad, that he he, he did seem like the ball had already maybe, you know, uh, crossed the plane of the goal on the way to, to Boyd's hands when the whistle blew. But you you were right there. So as soon as you saw the foot go down near the end, the uh, the boundary, you heard the whistle. Max Crosby. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's that's I just assumed he was out and they blew it dead and even if he didn't, you blow the whistle. I thought it would be another play or just redo the play or whatever, but you know, it didn't that didn't happen, but at the end of the day it is what it is. It's over with. It's just you know, wish we could play a better game and, and get them back. I, I really do believe we were the better team. We just we didn't play our best football on Saturday. I love that comment from Max. I mean, obviously, he calls out the truth of the scenario, which is that the players stop playing because that's what you do when the whistle blows. Um, but I, I think he's right. I, I think the Raiders are a better team than the Bengals. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and hypothetically, you know, you never know, but I think nine out of 10 times, Raiders win that game. Like, 
I, I, I think they, they had a bad day. Like, Mosh says it all the time. Like, oh, you know, sometimes you just have a bad day. Unfortunately, we had a bad day. Like, we have, we've seen the Raiders at times have the penalty challenges that they had on Saturday. We've seen that through the Raiders' history, obviously, and being the most penalized team in the league and blah, 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 blah. We saw that go away for a lot of this season, and then it would, like, pop up every once in a while. We'd have a game where we'd have a bunch of penalties, right? And I think we had one of those days. And, I, and, and, and aside from the red zone inefficiency, I think the penalties are what cost us the game, and I think those are the, the, the two big things. So I agree with Max. They, they are a better team than the freaking Bengals. Unfortunately, they just weren't better if, in that three-hour chunk. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. You know, I, but it just seems like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with everybody when they're talking about Oli here. I feel like we just kind of got away from our game plan a little bit. I don't know. I don't understand if it was the playoffs that kind of spooked us a little bit or spooked him That's a little point. bit, you know, but, you know, we didn't. I mean, did Deshaun Jackson have a single catch, which he's kind of been away from the. <sighs> He's been so kind of hit or miss this season. Yeah, and that's, that's a that was a weird one, man. I thought he was going to have a way bigger impact than he I did. I kind of thought he, I kind of thought so too. But you know, I mean, and you know, not to not to bring up the guy that I like so much, but but where was Marcus? You know, I mean, to, in the last four, five, six weeks, we've seen Marcus come in a ton, and the only time we he saw the field was like a like it was like a penalty, it was like a, a false start or something like that. I mean, and he didn't even play a snap. Which is so, interesting because when you have the red zone challenges that the Raiders have had, that to me is the ultimate wild card to play in the red absolutely. zone is Mariota. And, and you know, when you see, not to make this about the Titans or anything, but what, what he did in Tennessee was that he would line up under center, or at least, or at least you know, in the shotgun formation. You line up a quarterback, and all of a sudden it would switch. And he would go out, and Derrick Henry would come in and, and take the snap, or like whatever, like and you, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, he, and, and yeah, like he for was the catching touchdown passes and doing all sorts all of kinds stuff. of stuff. And it's like when you have a player like that at at your disposal, you would think that they would have been a little more creativity, considering the challenges. Now, I'm not going to say that like just because Marcus is on the team, you need to make it about him in the red zone. Blah blah blah. I'm not no, saying totally that at all. Not. But what I am saying though is that if you know you're challenged in the red zone, why not introduce something like that? Like. You know Do what something? I mean? Because it's not like, because all those numbers I read you guys just a minute ago, that's not like just this week. This stuff has been going on all year long, hence the amazing season Daniel Carlson has had. Right. So, like, why not do that stuff? I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's pretty much what I had. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It yeah, just, it seemed, it seemed like he just, he, I mean, got spooked that we were down early and all that stuff and having to play from behind and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know, man. I really don't. He That's just, tough. he got away from the plan and I, I got to pin a lot of that on Oli, man. We love to, you know, everybody loves to single out Derek. Uh, and he's nah, an easy, that was on Oli. That was on Oli. That's on Oli. Um, all right. Let's, uh, so speaking, speaking of Derek and his best friend, uh, there you go. I love this culture. I love the group of guys we have in that locker room. Ultimately decisions, Way above my pay grade on what occurs, but um, coach like Coach Rich, I'm gonna fight for. Quarterback like Derek, I don't want to hear any Derek Carr slander. That's my guy, so I got Derek's back. All right, To, take it easy there, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's <laughs> Zay team. Jones has Fresno corner at his <laughs> house. You know what I mean? That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I man. mean, I don't know, man. I. Do you, I don't want to pick on it. I, I'm, I'm going to move on from this, but I'll just say this. If there's, look, it, it ain't show friends, it's show business. I'll just say you that. You got it. Uh, I, that's that's you got it. all there is to it. All right, um, all right. one more to get to. Uh, 
Amy Trask, the uh, the what do they call her? The, the 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 queen of darkness or whatever that, that Raider Nation calls her. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Former, uh, of course, um, uh, executive for the Raiders, the first uh, female executive in the NFL. And uh, I love the way that she has represented her Raiders' uh, loyalty and fandom uh, throughout the, uh, the history of her career, uh, even since she's been out of the league and, and now working for CBS. And uh, this is a kind of a cool sentiment. So a- Amy Trask jumped on and said uh, she just wants to hug everybody. All you folks in the chat room, all of our amazing chat room, Amy Trask wants to hug you. Oh, nice. Well, this was a heartbreaking end to a season for the Raiders, heartbreaking for the team, heartbreaking for the fan. And it was a season full of horrifying revelations of character and a tragic accident. So I give the head coach, the coaching staff and the team a tremendous amount of credit for able to uh, for being able to nonetheless accomplish what the team accomplished. They lost to a good Bengals team. I'm going to talk more about the head coaching situation later in the show. For now, I just I'd like to note that I wish I could give every Raider fan a big hug. Ah, Jeff, that's nice. Isn't that nice. Ah, thanks, Amy. I love that. Yeah. This is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. All right, appreciate everybody joining us live tonight at uh, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Everybody that's in the chat there, we got uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pyro, Raider Born Rico. What's up, Rico? Pineapple's in there. Tall Ken Chit, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Arcapo is in there. Fargo Raider, Randy Hanson. What's up, Coach? Uh, Corey Fleck, Raider Loco, Bill Hawk, Tyrone Graves. Uh, let's see. Fade to Black. What's up, Fade to Black? Uh, Paul Edgerton. Paul. Paul? Paul. B. Al is in there. Michelle Sweat is in there. Um, A.K.A. Freddie B. is in there. All Eyes on G. Dick Vital, Tubby Child, uh, Jesus Alvarez, Devon Howard. QB Jeff is in there. QB Jeff. What's up, QB Jeff? Uh, Chili Man, Ebony Graves, Zach Brewer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Running Bear. Uh, West Virginia Raider Nation is in there. Oh, my gosh. We got uh, Oakland Raider Trucker is in there. So many nice. cool folks. Uh, Naomi TKO Raider Vic. Um, issues. Holy cow! We got a bunch of folks in the chat. We thought yeah. we were gonna have a ghost town tonight, man. Dude, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. We, we got a we got a solid group tonight. Awesome. And, uh, and I think it was Raider Bone Rico said, "Hey Murph, I don't like this new camera angle. So if you've tuned in late, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Murph's camera died." Uh, right at the top of the show, and so we flipped around Uncle Masha's camera. So you got a you got a little different view of Murph tonight. Yeah, because look, so there's my camera. It's dead. <laughs> it's just if you would like for us fr- to keep it there. Yeah, just yeah, I can just keep it on that all night long. But yeah, we figured it'd be less, uh, much more interesting to see actually somebody actually moving. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Not like a frozen camera. So, <laughs> anyways, that's what's going on, Rico. So yeah, no, I don't like this angle either. But um, 
yeah, we're, we're both stuck with it. So this is, this is what you call a face made for radio, Rico. No. Um, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, a couple things. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here to, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about the season as a whole. Okay. And we're going to let our good friend, Paul, who we normally wait until the, uh, the email segment to read his email. But I thought Paul did a really great job of detailing the off season. And so we're going to, I'm going to read through his email. And, uh, and so speaking of the off season, I've got a list of key free agent acquisitions. I'm going to read the list, and I want you, Swag Jeff, and you, the chat room, just give me a yes or no. Like, okay. give me like where where did this list come from? You made you you did it? No, these are the projected free agents for the Raiders. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, technically, I made it, but it's yes. There's these are really the the guys that are going to be the, the, these are the ones that they're projecting that the yeah. Raiders will get. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so, so let's go. Let's go. A uh, uh, a no, a must. Right. So, how about like a, like a need, a, a want, or a no? Right. So, like the scale of three. You okay. with me? Yeah. The guy you. we absolutely have to have a need. A guy we're like, oh, it'd be nice to have a want. That'd be fine. Sure. And then a guy you're like, nah. Okay. All right. Casey Hayward. Need. Quentin Jefferson. Want. Jonathan Hankins. Want. Zay Jones. No. Jalen Richard. No. Solomon Thomas. Need. <laughs> I know where this is going. Need. <laughs> I already know what name you're going to say. Need. Marcus Mariota. Need. Brandon Faison. No. Deshaun Jackson. No. Nick Morrow. No. KJ Wright. No. Brandon Parker. Hell no. <laughs> those are the projected people that we're going to get? No, those are your free oh, agents. these are your free agents that are upcoming free agents. Yes, those are the guys that are on oh. the team that are... Uh, so do we want to keep them or not? I oh. love it. I love it. I love the chat is blowing up, man. Thank you all. So look at Carlos says Parker with a bunch of laughing yeah. faces. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, Sign me. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy crap. And uh, Tall Ken Chit says, hell no on Nick Morrow. Hell no, bring back the boy. If we're gonna have it, if we're gonna get a depth linebacker, just give get us Will freaking Will Compton. Compton. Year ten, man. Let's go. Year ten in the in the books. Let's yeah, go, dude. Let, let's go, Will. All right. So I love it, man. Great. <laughs> Aaron just says no on everybody. No on everybody. <laughs> uh, that's uh, there was a couple of yeses in there. For who? From from Aaron? No, no, for me. Oh, 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 Aaron did no, say one. He said want MM8. Mariotta. Oh, okay, MM8. All right. Uh, all right, good stuff there from everybody. Appreciate you jumping in. That was cool chat room. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's the letter from Paul. Okay. Paul says, good evening, all. I hope you're feeling better after the weekend. As Jim Morrison sang, this is the end, beautiful friend. Well, at least it is for now. I've never felt we had enough to get the job done against the Bengals. We seem to be working uphill all game, and despite the fact that we were still one play away right at the death, the offense was uninspiring throughout, and we shot ourselves in the foot too many times to see another dramatic win. Drop passes, dumbass penalties, and the, or the, and the keystone cops for the officials. As the final pass was intercepted and the game was over, I threw the remote across the room, made a coffee, and went to bed. Wow, that's, that's a lot of work, making coffee and going to bed. I respect that hustle. Uh, I sat there at the wall, staring at the wall for what seemed like hours, going over things in my mind and wondering what may have been. It hurt. It was bitterly disappointing, more so because we left the field with regrets. 
I know we're better than that, and we should have given a better shot. Am I disappointed? Of course. Am I proud? You bet I am. The pride of pretty much everyone in this organization has eaten away at the pain over the last few days, and I'm now back up to 17-0 mode for next year. Let's go, Paul. Some will say this season hasn't been a success, but I would disagree. I think it has been. I said at the beginning of the season that come what may, we may have to make the playoffs this year at the very least, and we did despite everything. We're in pretty good shape going forward, proving the right decisions are made right now that is. We didn't have to wait long for the first of the big decisions. Last night, Monday, news filtered through that Mike Mayock had been fired. I think this is a mistake. I've been a huge fan of Mayock since he joined, and I believe he earned the right to, uh, to the role with no intrusion. Sadly, that's not to be. I hope he finds his way back onto TV and not to a rival team. If he's back on TV straight away, will his first job be the draft in Vegas? Ironic, isn't it? I agree. Mayock is amazing on TV, and not only for his draft coverage, but uh, more so the Combine. Combine of Mayock and Rich Eisen is TV gold. It's the best. I love the freaking Combine. Um, the other big decision uh, needs revolving, resolving ASAP as a head coach. Coach Pisaccia is obviously a genuinely nice guy and loved and respected by all that know him. He's done a hell of a job through a crazy year, but I still don't feel he's the man to take us forward. I'd like to see him stay on as special teams coordinator yes. for sure, but not in a head coaching role. One thing that scares me is that if he was given it full-time, he'd almost certainly keep Greg Olson as offensive coordinator, and if that were to happen, I think I'd be sticking my head in the oven. <laughs> That's a dry heat, Paul. Um... There are numerous candidates for the role, and as I write, Jim Harbaugh seems to be the front runner. I had to admit, I don't know a lot about him, but he comes across as a similar character to Gruden, which might not be what we need. A little bit of meet the new boss, he's the same as the old boss. So as the season draws to an end for us, and always means awards season is on the horizon, oh, culminating nice. with the silver and black carpet spectacular that is the Fanny Awards in 2022. So before we get to the big night, here are my own awards for the year. All right, so we do a show every year in, like, July. We call it the Fannies, and yeah. that's when we give, like, our awards. And it's a silly, goofy thing, um, but it's a lot of fun. And so here's Paul's awards. And so uh, here's his awards. And so, Swag Jeff, I want your input on these. Okay. And we'll kind of give you – let's give our own answers. Uh, according Before to, we hear Paul's? So these are the Paulies, I guess. Okay. Okay? So the Polly Awards. The I Hate the Raiders Most Biased Commentator Award. This is a three-way tie. It goes to Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, and Mike Tirico. The last, uh, which making a last-minute dash for the line on Saturday with a vomit-inducing, negative-filled take on anything that we did. All right, so so who do you got? Who's the most negative Raider commentator? I, I hate Chris Collinsworth. I hate him so much. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not even really. He doesn't hate on the Raiders that much, but he just loves whoever is playing the Raiders. That's that's the yes, thing. Like yes. he, like I mean, he should probably take Justin Herbert out on a date before he commentate. Oh my uh, commentates another game for him. You know what I mean? That's like a Madden Favre level love affair that's going on between Collinsworth and Justin Herbert. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's stupid. I, I, I'm with you. Um, I'm gonna go with Florio. Florio. I mean, yeah, that's the that's the that's the obvious. Florio answer. is like that's like he gets the Vanguard Award for being a Raider hater. Like Florio yeah. does. So I'm gonna go with Florio. All right. <laughs> the Gene Steratore most hateful piece of shit award. <laughs> 
This goes to not just an individual. Step forward, Jerome Boger, and your special little crew of idiots for adding yet another almighty balls up to an ever-growing list of how to screw the Raiders. I'm sure there's a large envelope of unmarked bills waiting for you to collect at NFL HQ. While I'm on this, can someone explain to me why the officials in New York can tell officials on the field that a catch was complete or not, but they can't tell them when a whistle is blown and the play is dead and needs to be done over? I bet they would have done it at the other end of the field. It was on a third down play. They'd have kicked a field goal instead, and the point swing would have been forced. We'd have only needed a field goal in the last drive to send it to overtime. You all know this, and I'm venting a bit, but championships and dynasties can be forged on such decisions that are made up on the spot. Tuck rule anybody? Sorry I went off on a rant. It clearly still hurts more than I thought. I don't think there's any disputing the fact that Jerome Boger gets the Gene Steratore, um, according to Paul. For the entire season? I'll give uh, – he can he can be self-made on that award every year. Who? Steratore? Steratore. Oh, well, he yeah. He can well, win his own award. Well, no, he is – he's the, the oh, award he's is the named in his honor. He's the founder of yeah. that award. Because my blood boils every time I see a picture of him after the freaking index card game with the, with the little shitty oh, smirk that he's got dude. on his face. Oh, dude. That's the worst. Oh, dude, it's the worst. But yeah, yeah, Bo- yeah, Booger, whatever the hell his name L- is, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hate that guy. Let's go with Booger Booger. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah I hate right. that guy. All right, uh, best offensive player, Hunter Renfro, consistent, reliable, and tough as they come. Uh, it's hard to argue. I, I, I he wins that award. I, I agree. Hands I mean, down. Yeah, we talked about last week, biggest jump, I mean, we've seen not only on, as a Raider player, but in the NFL. Uh, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. B- best weapon they have, the Raiders have right now. Totally. Uh, when health, when, if, considering the health of, the, of everybody right now. Yep. Best defensive player, Max Crosby. None, um, uh, nonstop energy, desire, and will for the cause. Okay, dig it. I dig. It's hard to argue that. Deal. Not going to yeah. be my vote, but who do you got? You got Max? Yeah, I got Max. You got Max? I go uh, Hayward. Casey Hayward. He's a close second, man. Money, dude. Didn't allow a touchdown all year long. Yep. Casey Hayward was money. Yeah. And, and, and I came, yeah. And, and freaking got the interception at the end of the season uh, to help seal that win against the Chargers, man. Like, and couldn't happen to a better guy. I think if we have a healthy Trayvon Mullen, like, uh, dude, him and Hayward dude, would be yeah. money. Well, and that's, that's why you got to sign him in the offseason. That's why we got to sign him. I mean, he's a need. He's, we, he's a need. We got to have Casey Hayward back. All yep. right. Uh, best special teams player, Daniel Carlson. Cool as a mountain stream. What a fantastic. And we want to know your guys' answers, too. And by the way, I can't, I'm reading off of this, so I'm not reading the chat. We want to hear your answers because I always go back and read the chat. I want to hear uh, what you guys have to say. Uh, Daniel Carlson, best special teams player. As cool as a mountain stream. What a fantastic year he's had with honorable mentions to Trent Sig and A.J. Cole, who never got it wrong once. What do you think? Best special team, Swaggo? Will Compton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, playoff Willie. No, no. Oh, playoff with one tackle and one almost, almost fumble recovery. Almost recovery, yeah. abs- absolutely. Uh, and we got our playoff Willie shirts coming from uh, from Barstool Sports Sweet. here. Sweet, thank you for uh, that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, no, I mean, it's hard to argue Daniel Carson. Uh, Carlson. I mean, come on. But, yeah. you know, but there's an argument also to be had about A.J. Cole. I mean, the dude, what, he led the NFL in, in, uh, in punt yeah. yards and stuff like that? I think you got to go with the Trinity here. Like, I, I think that you got because you can't name one guy. I say it all the time. Shane Leckler, Sebastian Janikowski, and John Kondo. We have a new version of that in Trent Sig, A.J. Cole, and Daniel Carlson. And they're like, going to be here for a while. Long time, they're man. They're going to be here for a while. going to be here for a long time. I think that the, the Trinity there and, and – uh, We and, need to get Trent Sig some of our swag. 
Because, you know, because we've heard from A.J. Cole that that guy doesn't buy any clothes for himself, right? Well, I need him. And now that we're in the offseason, I'll hit him up because I don't want to bother him during the season. Back to name dropping again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're good, buddy. You're, you're second best friend, Trent Sick. Second best friend, Trent Sick. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. all he wears is the is the team the team issued gear. So yeah, man. Send you him know, a, send him a couple shirts. Well, you know what's funny is that like so we 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 had Trent on the show, right? Yeah. Uh, and so when he was on the show, we did a video version of that. We actually did a Zoom call. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, and so it's funny. So here I am with all the Raider stuff around, right? And he's got one of his jerseys, one road jersey, a white jersey like a completely blank wall behind him, and then one jersey, like, not even in a frame, just, like, tacked onto the wall. And then we got on the call before we started the interview, and he goes, oh, man, I need to get my Raiders geared up. <laughs> He's like, yeah. look at all your stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of a fan. He's like, yeah, I'm embarrassed, man. He goes, I got, I got nothing. I got a blank wall well, behind Because he's got to buy it. Well, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Because the long snapper, they don't give them jerseys in the end. You got to buy that you stuff, You got to right? buy that stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. They pay eight long snappers, like, eight bucks. Like, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> maybe make trip for the One Nation Foundation. Try to get, get, up, get, get up that revenue for the long snapper. Anyways, uh, uh, so, yeah, I think you got to go Trinity there. All right, best coach. Rich Bisaccia started off a little timid but found his stride, and by the end of the season, he looked more at ease. A wonderful guy who did a great job in trying circumstances. I'll speak for Swago. I don't think there's any arguing that he was no. the best coach. Like, nope. there's slam dunk. Best surprise player. Okay, now you can go I go directions on this. Oh, man. Okay, so he goes Nate Hobbs. Not expected to be as good uh, so soon, but after a decent preseason, he took his opportunity well and looks like a real find. I like it. I like that call. All right. I like that call. Who do you got? Is that who you have? No. Hey, I don't. Who do you, who do you, you go you first. Okay, I got, well, see, I got two. And so I, 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 uh, I wonder if we have the same ones. Okay. Because uh, I have I have two as well. Okay, you want to blurt them out at the same time? Sure. One, One two, two, three. three. Solomon Denzel Thomas Perryman. and Quentin Jefferson. No, I, we had two different ones. Okay. I got Denzel Perryman and Divine Diablo. Oh, so okay. So Denzel Perryman at times was the leading tackler in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. When he signed, we expected him to be a depth guy. And in fact, go back to Will. We talked about that when, he, when they signed Perryman. That will that was kind of what he was expecting that to maybe be his spot, mm-hmm. and we were like, well, you know, Perryman's got an injury history and blah blah blah. Well, Next we thing, thought that because back in 2020, Morrow was the guy. Morrow was the guy. Yeah, he was freaking balling out. So we figured Perryman was going to come in, just be a depth guy, yep. and that was going to be it. And so, and here he was, ends up being the leading tackler in the NFL, not just on the Raiders, yeah. but in the NFL at times. So that was huge. But, but I think the most pleasant surprise was Divine Diablo. Dude, taking Corey Littleton's spot mm-hmm. at middle and linebacker, a, almost like a freaking leader in that locker room. Dude, called out a lot of the players. Like when the Raiders turned their season around back when we were six and seven, mm-hmm. that came on the heels of Diablo calling out some people in the locker room, talking about how some people weren't giving it their all and weren't you know working out and 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 doing the things that they needed to be doing. I I think Divine Diablo, man, like while he didn't, but Perryman was good all year. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about picking a player. Perryman was on the uh, was was good all year, but Diablo when he finally came into his own here at the end, dude, guy balled out. Like and, yeah. and Aaron wants him to play safety. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that he's fine 
he looks good at middle if, linebacker, man. If it's working, don't change it. Let's let him go, man. I mean, he's flying all over the field, and he's still he's a first year guy. Hasn't even put on weight yet. Like, let's let that dude put on 10, 15 yep. more pounds of muscle yep. and handle the middle, dude. Like, I think he's money. I love Deion, Divine Diablo in there. All right, so to go, go yeah, on here. Yeah, I mean, I just I said Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson because, I mean, obviously, you know, you're two guys on the edge. You got Yannick and you got Max on the two edges. But, like, Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson, they helped close out some key games and some, some key drives and stuff like that by the opposition. So, you know, I mean, and... We kind of talked about Solomon Thomas and stuff like that, especially because, you know, your brother's a stupid-ass Niner fan. You know, we, <laughs> we, we kind of asked him, you know, what are we going to get out of this guy? Like, you ain't going to get much, man. Maybe a rotational guy a little bit. And he was a rotational piece, but, I mean, pleasantly surprised me in a big way. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I wanted to pick something that's a little more, like, deep with it. Because I mean, everyone will say Nate Hobbs, and, you know, a lot of people say Trayvon Merrick, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, issues in the chat says Andre James. Who kind of came into his own? Oh, you know, you know what? I mean, that's a great call that's out. An incredible call that's a out great because call out. you know because he had some pretty hefty shoes to fill, man. With all pro, uh, you know, with uh, Rodney Hudson. I mean, that's that's a big role to step into, man. So you know, he kind of started out a little a little shitty, but you know, but came to his own and absolutely was, and man. was on top half of the center, you know, list or whatever in the NFL. So absolutely, and B. Al, I don't know if it was a joke or not. It uh, says Dolan Levitt. But uh, you know what? But you know what? We've I'm, given Dolan Levitt. I'll, I'll own it. I okay. have given Dolan Levitt a really hard time and taken some cheap shots at that guy that all guy's... throughout the season. But you know what, dude? When freaking Abram went down and he was called in to play tons of freaking minutes and snaps. Totally. Did great. Totally. He freaking great. And he flies around all over the field. The guy, like. Yep. He, yeah. he played I mean, well enough to earn a spot on the roster for next yeah, year, man. man. Yeah, for a practice squad safety, you know, the guy kind of came in and stepped up and said, okay, this is my spot to take, you know? He yeah, did respect, well. I dude. think that's great, man. No, that's a great – and you know what? And look, this is like this is like calling the Beatles overrated, but freaking Hunter Renfro was a surprise. When forced into having to be – Having to be the guy. The guy. I mean – he excelled like so it was unexpected we all knew he was great in the slot and did his little thing and third and renfro and all that kind of stuff but when he became like the focal point of the offense like no one expected that to happen so nope. anyway and so, it shouldn't and he shouldn't have been and it shouldn't have been yeah you know yeah. but you know you get put in those situations and you do your thing. Absolutely. All right. Next up. So he's got uh, back to Paul's email here. We're doing our end of season here. Oh yeah, we're still in Paul's email. We're still in Paul's email. I know we got to get moving. <laughs> You're at here. the top of the show. We might. We might go. I don't. know. We might go long, but we're taking two weeks off. So you good to go long if we have to. We good man. Hang in there, chat room. Appreciate all of you. Um, all right. Unsung hero, AJ Cole for his punting, but also the best tackle of the year against the Chiefs. That was money. When he lodged that ball loose, that might have been the most electrifying play on defense all year long. Like, that was fantastic. Only second to Hunter Renfro. Only first is Hunter Renfro's tackle against the uh, Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm mixing them up. Yeah. But no, AJ AJ, Cole did force a fumble. It was a forced fumble, yeah? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I think that was against the Chiefs, right? Um, Yeah, that's what he's got here against the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What am I thinking? So I'm You're thinking, thinking of Hunter Renfro. Oh, was it against, what uh, was that against? That incomplete pass against the Chargers. That's what it was on the, on the fake punt. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Okay, I'm, I'm convoluting the plays. I'm getting old, guys. Um, yeah, so so I'm with that. The unsung hero? Yeah. AJ Cole. Although, again, to make it about 47, no one's 
no one celebrates the long snapper who touches the ball on every special teams play. Yeah. Like, and it's really easy to overlook a guy like that. So I would at least throw that name in. Sure. Um, biggest disappointment, Henry Ruggs, as who he's got here. Um, yeah, I mean, he says Henry Ruggs enough said. I'll give you mine, then I want to hear from you. Okay. Um, I think it, Henry Ruggs is a disappointment because we did off the field. Like that's what is disappointing. Sure. On on the field, he was actually doing very well. Like we were. Gosh, he was having. A, he was about to have a career year. He was having. A, he was going to break out. Like this, mm-hmm. we were in the midst, midst of his breakout. Uh, I think the disappointing player to me is John Abram. Like I love freaking Jonathan Abram. I love his mentality. I love his ethic. I love, you know, his tenacity on the field. I love his explosiveness. Like there's so many things about John Abram I like, but his liability and coverage, like, bruh, like it's. It, Gosh, we just, you know what I mean? Like, he just can't get past that. Yeah. And look, if you're going to be a starting safety in the NFL, look, I'm not, uh, no one's expecting you to be Ed Reed. Like, we don't expect you to be a Hall of Fame coverage, you know, safety, but and that's, and that's, you can't be that bad that you're getting freaking mossed by backup running backs. You know what I mean? Like, totally. So I, I think, I think I'm going to go with John Abram. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with a rookie. Um, I'm going to go with Alex Leatherwood. Oh. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Leatherwood. Um, yeah, that's fair. You know, I mean, he had his good moments, he had his bad moments, but the freaking penalties, the, the penalties, the penalties, dude. man. I mean, how many drives did this dude kill? Yeah, you know. And I'm sorry, man. Like, I know you're a rookie, but you take snaps in college too. That's you know, that's job number one. Learning how to get off the ball. You learn that. You learn that shit in high school. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's come a, like, on, man. Even though you're used to the speed of the SEC, which is which is as close as you're going to get to NFL speed. Yeah, those freaking edge rushers in the NFL are a whole lot different than freaking Clemson or you know UT or sure Florida and whatever the play the, the the teams that you're going up against is an Alabama right left tackle. Yep. You know what I mean? The speed of the NFL is a lot different, and you get real jumpy real fast. So I'm with you, dude. That's a great call out. Yeah. You're right. He did. He killed us on a lot of drives. He killed us on a ton of drives. I mean, that started week one, man. I mean, look at that. I mean, we were, Ugh. I think we were goal line. I mean, he was already jumping offside, like first and goal at the one or fourth and goal at the one or something like that. I mean, he just, he did it all year long, yeah. man. And, you know, you see flashes of greatness, but, you know, you're a first round pick, bro. Well, you know, yeah. do your thing. Well, let's just say this, you know, everybody was ready to run Colton Miller out of town after his first year, too. And that Colton is true. Miller, uh, was um, arguably the best player on on the offensive line this year, and uh, has really come into his own. So we'll t- let's hope the same for Alex Leatherwood because he's not going anywhere. Nope, um, he's not. You know, I see it in the chat. I mean, people are blowing him up. And uh, but here's the thing, man. He's not going anywhere. So let's 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 root for the young man and hope. Oh, that he we'll gets it root for out. him for sure. But disappointed. This, but disappointed. You know, which I'm is, not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know what I mean? There you go, Dad. All right, <laughs> all right. Special Raiders Hero Award. He goes John Madden. Oh, totally. Okay. Yes, totally. I agree. Enough right. said. I agree. Enough said. All right. The main award of the night. Okay. He says MVP, Hunter Renfro. There's nothing this kid can't do. He's been an inspiration. I can't speak highly enough for him. He should have been given a blank check immediately along with uh, uh, Harem Ferraris for life and MJ Acosta's phone number. Nice. I'll go back to a phrase I once used for Mike Mayock. If I came home and Hunter Renfro was in bed with my wife, I'd tuck him in. I'm not married, but I'm thinking of doing it just to prove a point. Nice. We're headed for a busy preseason then, folks. Changes are coming, and the hiring and firing will continue, plus players' contracts, the draft in Vegas, free agency. 
Uh, we're not going to be short of things to talk about, and at least the preseason was one week shorter this year. Stay positive, everybody. I know we're still in a bit of a cloud at the minute because of Saturday, but there's still a lot to be positive about, and every silver cloud has a every every cloud has a silver and black lining. Best wishes to the Titans, Bengals, and Bills. If there is a God, one of you should be able to stop the filth that is KC from going oh, much further. Gosh, yes. The thought of another Queefs and Niners Super Bowl is making me more than nauseous. I agree. Like, you know, we're, 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 we're a little biased, but you know, go Titans, man. I mean, like, let's take care of the damn Chiefs, man. Knock out the ba- The Bengals beat us, and the Titans are going to play the Bengals, so I'm hoping they beat the Bengals, and then they'll beat the Chiefs, and then they can go to the Super Bowl. Like, whatever. Like, it you ain't think, the Raiders, you, you, so none you of it matters. think they're going to beat the Chiefs next round? They better. I th- I don't think the Chiefs are going to get past the divisional. You don't think so? Hell no. Think the Bills are going to smoke them? Bills might go all the freaking way, dude. Dude, that game is going to have all of the offense. All the offense. The Bills had a perfect game on offense against the Patriots. Unbelievable. Josh dude. Allen is playing that out of control. That dude's money, dude. That dude's money. He, he won me my fantasy playoff. Did he really? Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, that absolutely. Dude, that dude, well, I hope you're right. I hope. Yeah, I, hope. I, th- I think it'll be. I think. Hey, be... and if it comes down to Bills Titans, to, to see who goes to Super, like, great. Okay. Music City what, Miracle what, Part Two. Whatever. Either, you know what I mean? Yeah, like because it's not the Chiefs, and in the NFC, like I'm with them. Like anybody but the damn Niners. Like I don't think the Niners or Tom Brady is going to get out of the divisional round. Who do you think? The Rams? I think the Rams are. I, I don't know about the Rams, dude. Nah, man, I'm telling Stafford, you. Stafford, bro. They look good. They look good. They look good. And, I mean, you know, and then it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I, fanboy in me wants to see Aaron Rodgers and Tommy Boy go at it. Oh, sure. That's of course. The old, that's the storyline right just there. A, just a fan of football. Of course, that's what that's, you want to see. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Paul says, stay safe, Raider Nation, RFR family. Uh, I love you. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT, Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man. Five time. <laughs> Did I go early on that? You just stumbled on, <laughs> I stumbled on my word. <laughs> you you and jackass. You, and you went all Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> 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 Follow the cadence, Swaggo. All right. Shit. All right, hold on. Hold on. Right, let's start this again. Okay, ready? We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. kill, kill. kill. <laughs> All right. uh. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Scissor Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Scissor Award. Good job, Paul. That was the longest email in RFR history. Paul sent us one email, and we turned it into uh, 94 minutes of content. Yeah. Paul. 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 Premature swaggeration. Paul. 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 Paul, your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Okay, so before we move on to the yeah, next segment, yeah, yeah. so uh, we didn't get to answer our que- or our uh, last 
question. What, the, what was uh, that? The MVP of the team. Oh, okay. You go. Uh, do you agree with him with that it's Hunter Renfro? So we're are we, are we just keeping it strictly players? You pick whoever the hell you want to pick. I mean, MVP of I mean, I go Coach Pasaccia. You do? Yeah. If 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 I'm allowed to 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 pick, to pick somebody that's not a player, because mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it when you have levels of adversity like what the Raiders had, if you don't have an absolute stud rock of a leader at the top of your organization it just falls apart because you you got somebody has got to be the constant the consistent voice and and he's such a positive encouraging level-headed you know what i mean like he's a leader of men man and and so if without that this whole thing goes to pot and hunter renfro doesn't get to be hunter renfro without right. that so so if we're talking just in the entirety of the organization I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with, with Coach Pisaccia. And, and that is not even me thinking that, like, he's necessarily the best for the job next year. Like, because I don't know. I mean, it depends on who else is in the mix. But in terms of what the Raiders needed in this season to make the playoffs and to rebound in a way to where they can win four in a row, that's your MVP. That's the guy that kept it all damn together. Well, it's, it's funny that you say those words because all those words are the words that I could say to say mine. Uh, and not to say that your answer is wrong or Paul's answer is wrong, because I think there is no I, wrong answer. There is no wrong answer here, but I'm going to go Derek. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go Derek because, you know, and, and that, a, okay. that, may, Fair. That, that may be a controversial uh, answer because, you know, he shit the bed for a few weeks during the season and stuff like that. But, you know, he's our captain. He's our QB one. He's our guy. And the team looks to him. And, you know, especially the last four or five weeks of the season, you know, I mean, if you can, I mean, if you can give a partial MVP award for the last few weeks of the season, you know, he's the guy, you know, he, he kind of held this team together as well, just as well as, as Rich did. And I stuff agree. Like no, that. that's, no, that's but, a good point. You know, but, you know, especially red ass Derek, you know, that was cool, man. You know, to see him kind of like, you know, be all fired up and stuff, see a side of Derek that you don't normally see. That uh, that was money, dude, and I think that really, you know, because you could see it on the sideline, you could see it firing up other people. I mean, you know, I mean, dude, and it, Sunday and it night was, football, he comes running out of the tunnel, he runs a four one forty coming out of the tunnel. Dude was locked in and intense from day one or, or from minute one in that game. So that's a great point, Swago. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. Murph, Swag, Jeff, and who's the third guy? Our third guy is Uncle Mosh, and we're missing him tonight. Unfortunately, yeah, Uncle Mosh uh, couldn't make it tonight. And he was uh, in the chat for, uh, he, he texted me and said he was in the chat for like eight seconds. And then his uh, the internet's died at his house. Oh. 
Because <laughs> they have to truck in daylight and internet to yeah, his house. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but Uncle Mosh is at home taking care of Aunt Kathy, who's got the COVIDs. And so uh, much prayers up and well wishes to, to Aunt mm-hmm. Kathy and, uh, and anybody else that's listening to this and having to deal with this crap. And we know it's running rampant all over the place and everyone's dealing with it. And uh, and and so uh, we're we're thinking about you and uh, and, and you know yeah just know that all right uh, swag Jeff uh, hit the chat room real quick and then let's jump into the draft absolutely uh, Donovan Howard's in there Aaron the Q Dog Raider Mark Thompson's in there Michelle Sweat Lee B Kill Jadis Rogue Code Fade to Black uh, let's see who else we got in there Issues Mister and Mrs Pyro's in there Fargo Raider Ron the Mater Raider Raider Vic. Let's see. Uh, Coach Randy Hansen's in there. Hey, Coach. I, I patch. Carlos is in there. Gord Peterson's in there. Let's see who else we got. Uh, Tyrone Graves is in there. Ram Raiders in there. Naomi TKO's in there. Shoot, man, we got we got awesome, so man. we got so many people, man. Hundred and forty people in there right now. Awesome, man. Appreciate all of you joining us here for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the draft, and I mean a little bit about the draft because um, so the Raiders are officially now the twenty second pick uh, in the draft, and we're going to do plenty of draft speculation. Uh, in the in the future weeks and months as we roll up to April to the draft. We need to get QB Jeff in here for that. that well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, so we uh, we saw QB Jeff today. Uh, of course, his podcast that he does with, uh, is the group of five guys where they highlight all of the non-Power 5 conferences. And QB Jeff, like that guy consumes, well, of course, because he's a former NCAA starting quarterback, that dude consumes more football college football than anybody else that we know yeah and he is an amazing resource and a knowledge source when it comes to the draft and players and so uh, we're gonna have jeff in probably multiple times as we lead up to the draft and talk about like what the raiders could do in terms of like strategy uh, positions of need all that kind of good stuff and then and then also we'll find out if we make any trades and things like sure I mean, could Derek Carr be on the move or whatever whatever we'll find out but so i don't think the raiders are the draft is set yet. We don't even have a GM. Absolutely so not. So this 22nd pick, I don't think that's a done deal yet. I think that could certainly change as yep. we go forward. So we'll wait to get Jeff's um, input on, on a lot of that. Uh, so know that we'll have a lot of that coming your way. But what I do want to make a point is this, is that uh, the other day when I took a break from kicking things in the house because I was pissed off because of <laughs> inadvertent whistles, um, you know, we had so much fun this year. I mean, I, I think that, like, just allow me to, to speak personally here for a second. I made too many trips to Vegas this year. I'm not making six Vegas trips again. I, my, yeah. This 40. That was like almost, your second home. This almost 49-year-old liver and can't take six <laughs> freaking trips to Vegas anymore. But what I will do, but we, I'm going to make a couple. And I was, after the game was over and the season was over, we had such an amazing time celebrating Raider Nation in Las Vegas you know, we had our, our our trip together. You know, Sonny and I had a trip together. We, of course, we had Mosh out there. Like, we just, it was just, and all of our amazing friends. And there are too many people to name. You know who you are. Um, but there, uh, so I was feeling nostalgic. It was like I got to the end of it and it was like, oh man, well, I kind of miss now that Las Vegas thing. And so I wasn't even thinking I was going to go to the draft, but I'm going now. I booked my room, booked, booked uh, nice. the flight. Everything's done. So, uh, I don't know what we're going to do RFR-wise, but we're going to do something. We'll Absolutely. post up somewhere. We'll do live broadcasts. We'll get the made folks together. Like So if you're going to the draft, and you ain't got to do it now because we've got plenty of runway and plenty of time to figure this all out, but going forward, if you're making draft plans, 
let us know so we can all link up. I'm sure we'll do some sort of a meetup at a minimum somewhere and, uh, and, and just, you know, get, get a chance to, uh, to break bread, share some cocktails, and, you know, celebrate this Raider Absolutely. thing and have a good time. Drafts are chill, man. Like, draft is fun because there's not a big game to go to. It's not like a big, like the drafts, you know, that, that I've attended have been just an absolute blast. It's just a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, it all kind of works up to one moment and then it's over and then you're just back partying again. Like, it's really, yeah. really fun. So, uh, so let us know if you're doing any of that. Uh, I see we got some super chats going in there. Swag, shout those out, and let's get into the sea of fans. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jack Kenna, $5 donation to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, Leatherwood is a bad movie. Should be called Leatherface, the killer of drives. <laughs> absolutely. And then, uh, and I know, uh, let's see, I think Kevin the Raider Nerd had another one in there, and as well as Pyro1975. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Uh, that that's so awesome, and uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, let's see, James Furpo's in there. Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Fargo Raider, Trinidad, our buddies in there. Hey, Trin. Yeah, man. Uh, Eye patches in there. Donovan Donovan Howard, Coach Randy Hansen's in there. Carlos Paul is in there. Holcomb 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 family's in there. Uh, Michelle Sweat, Aussie Raider, Aaron's in there. Mark Thompson. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us, and let's head to the sea of fans. He is fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He throws. It is. All right, so here at Raiders Fan Radio, we are uh, numerous ways for you to participate. Sorry, I just had the camera on you. Yeah, you did. I, I, was about to, I was about to take over there. Sorry, I got locked into my phone there. Yeah, um, you did. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate, uh, what, are, what are we doing? Which one's me? Uh, there are numerous ways to contact us here at yes. the show. So you can uh, you can join in the chat like all, many, all these amazing folks have tonight at YouTube.com. Uh, was that what it is? YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. YouTube.com slash What the hell happened to me here? I fell apart all of a sudden. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so uh, so, so check us out there live in the chat room, or you can um, uh, you can email the show. Yes, at, at our very creative email address, which, which is, is show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or you can call us at 909-345-3346. You can call us anytime. That hotline is open 24-7. And uh, if we play your voicemail three times on the show, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. Or if you email us an indefinite amount of times, we will refer to you as the same. And so uh, we've already read Paul's email. Yes. Um, but we've got one more tonight. And Swag Jeff, who do we have? Yeah, and I was checking. Uh, Fargo Raiders, still no email. So uh, so we'll just have, have to, to wait till, till the next show. Uh, till the Super Bowl to get, okay. to get made, maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. Email. Just want to say that I'm damn proud of this team. They fought to the very end. Am I disappointed in the performance? I don't even know right now. All the penalties ended up being more than they could overcome this time. I think instead of, instead of blaming the coaches, line, car, receiver, I'm just thankful that they never quit. Is this the ending any of us wanted? Of course not. But they made the playoffs and took it down to the final seconds, fighting the whole way. As far as the head coach decision, it'll be interesting. I like coach. Uh, that's where I am on it, but I don't make the call. I know we didn't make the. Sp I didn't know. I know we didn't make the splash in the playoffs, but he made waves getting us there. I know Harbaugh is a name floating around. I like Harbaugh, but it took the guy like six years to finally beat Michigan's rival Ohio State. Will the nation be happy with blowing it five years in a row? Maybe as we've gotten used to it. Uh, the saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, it comes around uh, with a twist. 
Coach got thrown into position to lead this team uh, that sure as hell looked broken at the time, a team that so many gave up on. I personally said how they sucked both before and after the Browns game. Did the team fold? No. They strung together four in a row to make the playoffs and send a division rival home crying. And did they do this with who? And they did this with who at the helm? I'm not saying that it was all because of coach. I'm just saying that I think he deserves a shot to prove what he can do. The players play for him. He's just he. Plus, he has a better regular season record than John Gruden. Oh, <laughs> and f the refs. That Cincy not touchdown was whistled dead before he caught it. When will it stop? Raiders. Let's go, Dave in Ohio. Let's go, Dave. That's our buddy Dave in the three three zero. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Appreciate you, Dave. Appreciate those emails. And yeah, so email the show, and if we play them uh, or, or read them a few times, and we'll get you here in uh, uh, to be a made man or a made woman. And uh, all right, so next up, we're going to get to the voicemails. So the leader of the crew, every crew needs a captain. Uh, and so the leader of the made men and the made women is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Uh, we call him the Capo, and he always kicks off this segment. Greetings, Don Murphy, under boss, Sonny, Consigliere, Uncle Mosh, Swag Jeff, QB Jeff, Hell, any Jeff for that matter. Young Chili <laughs> Duff, when the universe speaks, and thoughts and prayers for you know who. Big Raider Trucker, our Sergeant at Arms. Splat ahead from an Eber Nation, Ron the Mater Raider. Nation? You know, this is the first time that I've ever dialed this number from memory. You know, in the back of my mind, I heard, you know, some friendly voice talking about, I don't know, 345-3346, and it worked. So let's go ahead and talk about, you know, my call this week. And we'll start off with uh, defensive end extraordinaire Max the Condor Crosby, who said it was tough whenever he found out that, you know, GM Mike Mayock, Money Mike Mayock to me and you, had been released on Monday. You know, he'd like to see the team avoid making the same, you know, mistake whenever it came to interim head coach Rich Basaccia, who happens to be 61 years of age. And Crosby noted that on the Rich Eisen show, um, you know, we like the Rich Eisen show, but he was there and he made a mention of, you know, uh, being a fourth-round pick in the 2019 draft and how Mayock looked out for him. And during the first three years of his NFL career, you know, which made all the difference, you know, in the world to him and made it that much more difficult. You know, he also sang Bisaccia's, you know, praises and echo Derek Carr's belief that, you know, he should get the job, you know, on a permanent basis. You know, Rich is a one-of-a-kind guy, Crosby said. Everybody's been asking, you know, what's happening? What's going on? Everybody knows my vote. And I made it very clear. I love Rich. I think he's the best man for the job. You know, he's come in and he's done an amazing job. And nobody can actually dispel that. Um, the Raiders won 10 games with him, despite the tragedy, the loss, and everything that you can imagine. And the kitchen sink being thrown at this particular organization. And you know what? He is a leader of men. Now, conveniently, even DC4 put his dig into saying that Basaccia was the man for the job. That's all you can ask for. You know, the players' opinions will likely reach the owner, Mike Davis, Mark Davis's ears, but, you know, it remains to see whether or not it will carry the day. Now, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Raiders have requested interviews of New England Patriots inside linebackers coach Gerard Mayo and their player director of personnel, Dave Ziegler. Honestly, I really don't like the idea of bringing in anybody from the Pats organization, but who the hell am I? You know, they've also reached out, and it's been reported that they're going to make contact with Indianapolis Coast Assistant General Manager Ed Dodds. Whatever. I mean, yes, they've got a nice offensive line they've put together and good defensive parts, but who knows what's really going down. I just miss Muddy Mayock. And at 63, I think we could use a little bit of youth on both of those positions. Now, Mayock 
whom I affectionately also know as the, the Kango Kid, has been the team's general manager since 2019 after previously serving as a draft analyst for NFL Network. And he did well. I mean, we can always look up and, you know, give a tip of the cap proverbially because he brought us Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Nate Hobbs. I mean, Trayvon Mullen and Trayvon Merrick and Devon Diablo. Hey, I'm telling you, those are solid picks. However, I think with his release on Monday, he's paying for the sins of drafting Cleveland Furl. Also, Jonathan Abram. Uh, Jonathan Abram, I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to hear anything about anybody's uh, thoughts that this guy might mature into something. I mean, the fact that you put him and mature in the same sentence, I question you off the rip. But this guy thinks that, you know, he's Jack Tatum, my favorite Raider of all time, and that at an undersized position that he can actually go up there and knock everybody down. That's why he stays hurt. The guy is dumb as a doggone bag of hammers, and we just got to wrap our heads around <laughs> But Mayock is also paying right. for the Damon Arnett situation. Taking Brian Edwards. He can't stay on the field. Alex Leatherwood. The misfortune of Henry Ruggs albeit justified or not. Great pick, terrible life decision. And the mismanagement of Lynn Bowden. I'm never letting that go. He's a bigger, better version and faster version of Hunter Renfro. Imagine if we had them both. Why make him a running back? Now, the organization is set to conduct interviews with Chicago Bears executive Champ Kelly. Okay, whatever, I'm here for it. Now, let's move on a little bit. I mean a lot of bit. So, Nation. Vote in the chat. Do it now. Who do you want as your new head coach? I mean, Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich, Dabo Swinney, Doug Peterson, Jim Harbaugh, the red ass, Brian Dayball, Kellen Moore, Mike Tomlin, Gerard Mayo, hell, Keevan Rich Basaccia, Jim Schwartz, Brian Flores. Make your opinion heard in the chat. Now, the last thing that I want to bring up, well, maybe not the last thing, but bear with me. I mean, we <laughs> Get did him, bring field goal kicker to a touchdown competition against the Bengals last week, but I digress. I'm not the only person who had something to say because former Bengals cornerback Adam Pacman Jones, yes, that Adam oh, Pacman Jones, made an appearance on the DNH Sports Podcast, presumably from the script club, but I digress. <laughs> now, Jones spoke out uh, at length about, you know, Derek Carr and gave him praise for his leadership qualities. Really? I mean, you know, I beg to differ with that. However, he also saw a scenario in which, you know, Carl Wilkes under pressure. Does this sound, you know, sound like a Bosa, you know, type of a take, but here we go. You know, we have to make Carr feel uncomfortable. Now, I know he didn't say it that articulately, but bear with me again. When, when he's back there and feeling comfortable, he can throw the ball anywhere. Everybody knows he can throw the ball. But the first time you hit him, he's one of the first ones that will tuck his tail and go into halftime. Now, so I think I have uh, to be physical up front, let him know it's going to be a long day, and I think he'll tap out. Now, you have multiple defensive players from multiple teams, and this is the way they see our quarterback. Win, lose, or draw, that's just the reality of the situation. Now, silver linings. Las Vegas Raiders receiver Hunter Renfro has been listed as uh, the 10th best NFL receiver by Pro Football Focus Yes, our favorite, as the end of the regular season came to bear. Renfro, he ranked ahead of players such as D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin, all of whom were selected in the same draft as Renfro. Stew on that. The hit list. Jackson Mahomes, Tyrone Boger, and his whole damn crew. Gene Steratore plus the entire NFL 
offensive video review team. Jim Rowe, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and, of course, insurrectionists. Root. Oh, nice. let's go, Capo. Nice. Great job, my friend. Great job, as always. That's why he's the leader of the crew around here. We love to hear from the Capo. And uh, always with the most salient points, the hottest takes, man. I mean, listen, when you're calling Lynn Bowden Jr. better than Hunter Renfro, that's a pretty hot freaking take. Yep. I don't know if I agree entirely, but I'll tell you this. I don't think that was Mayock's call. I think it's a Gruden thing. It was a Gruden thing. And that's where, like, you know, a lot of this stuff, like the more we get distance away from Gruden, and now that Mayock's gone and he's being a lot more vocal around things, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, lot of, lot of things. That the, the, the Gruden was all about the home run. You know, the, the and his guys, uh-huh. oh, as a guy, as my guy, my guy, my guy. Like, we heard that so many freaking times. Uh-huh. And, like, you know what? I don't think a lot of the guys that were Gruden guys were Mayock guys, but this right. my opinion. I don't, what do I know? Right. Uh, so before we move into the emails, or I'm sorry, into the voicemails, uh, we did get an email from Fargo Raider. Let's go, Fargo, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he, right at the buzzer right here. So, uh, salutations. Uh, and actually, someone's calling the uh, hotline right now, so oh, okay, uh, right, we'll, right. we'll send that to voicemail. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you on the next week. Uh, salutations, Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swaggy Jeff. What an incredible seasons we've, we've had. We've endured so much adversity, uh, that we would that we would have destroyed any other team, uh, period. I'm reminded by the, uh, reminded of the tweet by Tim Brown discussing the effect it took them lo- oh, yeah. uh, losing Stacy Torin, uh, which we talked about last week yes. on the show. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and how long it took for them to face and overcome the grief of that loss. Um, we will find. Uh, well, we found our will to win after enduring uh, hit jobs and heartache. Uh, R.I.P. Tina Tintor, uh, yes. and won four straight games to get a chance to dance. This team reminded me of the history of this franchise to be great, uh, to be in great games close in the fourth quarter. Well, we for- fell short this time, but let's try to appreciate this year of the pure resilience that it took for our beloved silver and black demonstrated. I saw a team who wouldn't give up and punched all the way to the end. I'm a proud Raider fan today because we played our hearts out. While today we didn't walk away victorious, we did not go silently into the night. Let's go. We fought until the bitter end, and it took a big-ass bite out of that effing tiger. <laughs> we'll be back, and we'll be back with a grudge. Signing off from the land of ice and snow, Fargo Raiders. Let's go, Fargo! Heck yeah, man. Let's go. That's our Heck buddy yeah, Josh, man. man. Great job there, Fargo. Appreciate you getting that thing in Absolutely. there at, at the buzzer, and congratulations. And guess what? You're at the table now, bro. Let's go, man. Newest made man. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more silence can break hearts i love that man it's been a long time since we've had a two made person show man 
That's money, dude. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. legit. Absolutely. Well, so, and normally when that happens, we we kind of lump them both in together. So it was kind of cool to, kinda, you know, each one of them got to stand on the podium for a minute. Got to hit the music twice absolutely, time, man. So, dude. you know, since we're running long tonight, Swag Jeff. Okay. I'm going to ask you to bear with me. And, okay. And, and those that are that are in the chat room, Fargo Raiders in there, Jack Kenna, Aaron Q Dog Raider, Kill Jadis, Patch, Donovan, Randy, uh, of course, Coach Hanson, Lee B, Ozzy Raider, Raider Loco, so many folks, Lalo Meloso, Corey Fleck. Um, I'm going to read down the list since we've added so many names here lately. Dude, yeah. Like, and it's getting lengthy. So this could be in a segment to its own, but let's That's just, fine. let's, uh, we're going to take a break here for a couple weeks after this show. So let's just get long and let's celebrate, uh, the, the table. So all the, we, we mentioned the folks that sit around the table. And one thing I will note that as you're, as I'm reading down this list, listen to all, not just the names, but the locations, man. This is, this is what makes Raider Nation so amazing and so global. Uh, so here we go. Let's go get here from the top. In no particular order, uh, Jimmy Zebach, Hardcore Raider, Johnny in San Diego, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Ron in Alliance, Alaska Raider, Dakota Raider, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Red in Yakima, Jim from the East Coast, Yayo in Jersey, Big Raider Trucker, Wyoming Raider, Diego in Georgia, Running Bear in Tulare, Mojo Raider, Junior in San Diego, Beto, you know the city. Yeah, we do. One Nation Jeff, 24 Karat Kev, the cool-ass Raider. Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi, UK. Kevin, the Raider nerd. Dave in the 330. Ruben in Vegas. Alex in Tucson. Patch, Raider 1. Rev Raider. Max in San Diego. B-Dog in a pasture in Texas. Jesse in Kentucky. Houston Raider Steve. Ev-Dog. Raider Rue in Utah. Monster Mash Kim. James in Arkansas. Chucktown Raider. Haley in Scotland. Lino, the Full Metal Mexican. Central Valley Raider. RBK Raider. Coach Davis. Raider Ramon. Raider Born Rico. Raider Trucker Dan. Sugar Shane. Super Deuce. Daniel Mangus, Just Win Johnny, Matthew Mangus, Pirate 1975, JC Raider, Fabricator Gil in the IE, Big Mike, Tyrone Graves, OG Daniel, Raider Chemist, Raider Karaoke Kid, Grampy Raider, Maritime Granny, Raider Flash, The Raider Critique, Frank and NorCal, Michelle Sweat, Adam Hill, Raider Jeff and KC, Miguel Ruiz, Scotland's own David Love, Stacy Ruff Raider, Kill Jadis, The Big Easy, Tide Raider, Edgar V, Lala Melosa, Erica S, Adam in San Diego, Trinidad Storm, Duke Raider, Duke City Raider, Atticus be Rockin', and now... Fargo Raider. Let's go, mate, folks. Celebrate y'all, man. Love you. Thank you so much for what you do. Be a part of Raiders Fan Radio. My gosh, that's unbelievable, that freaking man. freaking badass, dude. That's familiar, bro. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. That's so awesome. So good. So appreciate all of you so very, very much. And we much. got so many new people in here. Uh, Vata Loco said that he first tuned in last week and said, I'll never miss another show. Oh, thank so, you, Vata so, man, Loco. Appreciate uh, so you. So email us, call us. I think, uh, who was the other one? Raider Cam was just in there saying, uh, follow you guys on Twitter. Love the follow. And this is the first time tuning in to a live right show. Come on, man. So, Love hey, it. hey, the table keeps growing, man. Let, Love let's it. keep it on growing, man. Love it, man. So Raider Born Rico throws up a cheers. And then uh, uh, Michelle Sweat says love this made family uh, michelle sweat you know we love you My too gosh, man. and so let's go ahead and and let's celebrate michelle by kicking off this segment oh the, the voicemails with michelle's call oh i can't wait for these these the, are always good these are the best okay so michelle texted me and she said my call might have had a little bit of a sad sack well yeah well yeah dude I'm out here on my back patio, freezing my ass off, crying like a little bitch because I love this team so much. I really wanted to win for these guys after the shit show season we had. Shit. And I get it. Like, I realized that they're probably not even, like, a playoff-ready team. Just kicking field goals, it, it doesn't win playoff games. Like, I know that in my head. 
But man, we made it to the fucking playoffs. Against a lot of odds, we fucking made it. We had a season no one thought we would have, so everyone that doubted this team and continued to shit on us, fuck you. We're coming for you next season. Bet on that. Forever screaming Raider Nation. Love you guys. Ah, oh, Michelle, we love you too, man. Great job. That was awesome. My gosh, man. So damn funny, dude. I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. Michelle and Lamont are like two of my favorite people of all time. Ever. ever. Like, Absolutely. ever. And I love it when Michelle, she, you hear the L.A. come out in her every oh, time she dude. calls in, like when she's like feeling feisty. You know? Like, cause that was the second time. And I remember the first time when she left one of those like reaction messages, she's like, I don't even like barely recognize myself. And I'm like, yeah, you sound like you're from L.A. Like, yeah. you, I don't hear Tennessee in you at all. Not I hear at all. all Los Angeles Not Raider fan going on and right there. And that might been the first call that we've ever got that starts with a beep. <laughs> Like there was no like, hey, what's up, guys, or yeah, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or anything like that. It just started with the beep. I love that. <laughs> That's incredible. That's oh, so, it's so good. good job, Michelle, man. That's, oh, that's so good. We you know love we love you, it. Michelle. All right, next up, let's hit. Uh, okay, so this guy calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. So we got Fargo Raider up there at the at the, at the top of North Dakota, and then only above him is Kiljadis up there in Alaska. And, of course, Kiljadis calls in always with the most amazing impression of uh, Macho Raider Savage, and it's very conversational. Hold up. Hold up. Right there. You see? He stepped on a belt. Nuts and bolts, Kiljadis. We just got screwed. I'm going to beat those reps senseless. Now, hold on a minute. Put the Slim Jim away for a sec. Did you just make a club out of Slim Jim? Yeah. You know how hard my knee club is. Uh, uh, firstly, hard pause on that one. Secondly, you seriously have a problem. And thirdly, before you start slapping people's faces with your meat stick, pause, you should look closely <laughs> and you'd see that his foot is in bounds. Mother Red blew the whistle and the other Reds turned him down. Therefore, we got scooped. Is one of the Reds named Dixon Ben? And okay, calm down there, Bret Hart. Don't change from your way back to Montreal. Well, then what is it? Did we don't get screwed? Well, as a matter of fact, you caught something there. That whistle. Do you know what that whistle is? Uh, a regular whistle from Smitty's official apparel? No, that's an inadvertent whistle. An inadvertent whistle is when the official blows his or her whistle accidentally while the play is live. And if you look at the rule book, it explains everything on Rule 7, Section 2, Article 103. And I quote, when an official sounds the whistle erroneously, while the ball is still in play, the ball becomes immediately dead. That includes if the ball was a loose ball resulting from a forward pass, a free kick, a fair catch, or a scrimmage kick, and the ball is returned to the previous spot, and the down is replayed. So they replayed the down instead of going with the touchdown. So then we did get screwed. Yes. Yes, we did. I knew it. I'm going to find them, and I'm going to beat them until their faces turn red. Pause. I'm going to take my knee club and shove it down their throat. Uh, pause again. And I'm gonna... Okay, if Carl Nassif was here, he'd be getting hot and bothered. Just stop. How come you're not angry about this as I am? I am, but at the same time, we could have dug our way out of it. We had plenty of opportunities to do better, but mistakes were made, and we had to live with the consequences of how our team played. What a lovely puzzle to you. Are you sick? You have the Rona? Are you standing on death's door? No, it's just that the Raiders have done what I wanted them to do. Think about it. They made the playoffs. 
After so many years of not making it, they made the playoffs. That was the goal that I set for them. At the minimum, I wanted them to win a wild card slot, but you know they did that. They met the minimum. I couldn't be more content. Yes, the game didn't go our way, and I think our team should have beaten the Bengals. But considering how much we've gone through and we still made the playoffs, I'm glad, aren't you? Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm glad that they did, even though it was disappointing. Exactly. And we could use it as a stepping stone. I expect the Raiders to go further than that next season. Exactly. Oh, they look free on next season. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. Is the northernmost Raider fan. Good job, buddy. Uh, that was awesome, man. I always love his – so conversational. I love the back and forth there between Macho Raider Savage. Uh, Jack Kenna with a $5 donation just jumped in there. Nice. Uh, go ahead and read that, Swago. Yeah. Uh, Mac, earlier you and I agreed Tomlin is the perfect fit for the next head coach of the Raiders. Problem, Tomlin is under contract. Would you trade Derek Carr for him? Mm, oh, wow. Oh, that's a great scenario. Uh, yes. I think I would. You think so? I think I, I mean, it's not, again, we're talking the most overly blown hypotheticals. Neither one, it's never going to happen. Well, we say that. Well, we say that. But I mean, once upon a time, Al Davis traded freaking John Gruden for Warren Sapp. You know what I mean? Like, practically. I mean, he'd certainly trade him for draft picks. So, I mean, I don't know. Is, is it possible? Sure. But I mean, that's, but I mean, because here's, and here's the only reason I say this Derek gives you a window of success. Tomlin gives you a bigger window of success because Tomlin's going to coach in the NFL for 25 more years probably. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And, like, Derek's going to play for, what, five, six, eight, mm -hmm. ten tops? You know what I mean? Sure, sure. That's well, and, fade, and fade to Black says, well, then what do we do with Mariota? Well, he might become your starting quarterback. Well, your bridge quarterback anyways uh, until you yeah, draft your guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the bridge guy, you know, sure. He may not be or, the long-term answer. Or you, you know? go or you just go batshit crazy and you bring in Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers and freaking go win championships until your arms fall off. Okay. Um, all right, next up, let's go to our buddy uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd. What's up, Raider fans? Radio, this is Kevin the Raider Nerd. What's going on, Mosh? What's going on, Murph? Swaggy J? Uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm calling in a week late in reference to our, our wonderful weekend uh, when we beat San, Di San Diego, <laughs> beat the Chargers. Uh, I was feeling a little under the weather last week. Uh, but uh, now that our season is officially over, I definitely want to address that. But uh, first, I want to thank uh, Murph Mosh. It was great to see you guys in Las Vegas. And I want to thank our RFR family that showed up at the Rockstar uh, Bar and uh, Grill there. Yes. And thanks for the respect on that last week, uh, Murph. Much appreciated. Uh, but, again, Q-Dog, great you. to finally meet you, man. It was awesome. Michelle Sweat, Lamont, good to see you guys and the rest of the Raider Nation family. As you always say, Murph, uh, our, you know, there on RFR that uh, Raider Nation is undefeated. And no matter what would have happened, we'll always be there for each other. And uh, you have created a family here uh, within the Raider Nation family. And uh, I'm very much appreciated for our uh, RFR family there. Thank you guys so much. Respect. Uh, I also want to give one special thanks to you. I want to give a shout-out and a thanks to Sonny. Uh, Sonny was able to uh, uh, allow me to get his extra ticket for the game. It was great watching the game with him. And... Uh, I shared a special moment, or at least I witnessed one after that game ended against San Diego. Keep saying San Diego. <laughs> Always be the San Diego Chargers to me. Uh, but um, it was nice to see Sonny bask in the victory 
after everyone was starting to leave. He just stood there, very stoic, just looking at the whole stadium. And I had to respect that. I had to give him his moment. And um, I did it myself, and it was a great moment. Um, but I am uh, proud of the Raiders this year. Uh, they went through a lot of crap, as, as we all know. And uh, we had a winning season, and we made it to the playoffs. Didn't end the way we wanted, but I'm very proud of them. Uh, Mayotte got fired. Kind of not surprised. Would have liked to have seen him give one more year, but um, I think they want to kind of just go in a new direction and uh, hopefully uh, work for the future, not just for the now. Um, Carr, I've always been on the fence about him, but you know what? Bring him back, maybe give him a three- or four-year deal, um, but I still would like to draft a quarterback, work underneath him, have a backup, um, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, hope to see you guys out for the draft. I will be there. Um, gonna release the information a little bit later, but I got a, kind of an important thing going on a couple of days before the draft. Oh, a little super that fan little thing hey, going on. Anyway, there. hope you guys are doing well. Um, hope you guys are watching Book of Boba Fett. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Book, Book of Boba Fett and Raider fans, have fun watching it. Don't be nitpicking little whiny bitches. Anyway, <laughs> go Raiders. Nice job. Nice job, Kevin. So for those of you that don't know, Kevin the Raider nerd, he's a super fan. He's he's has been dressing up like the Mandalorian Raider long before the Mandalorian show was the Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, and so Kevin has always represented uh, the Raiders and Star Wars uh, to the utmost. And so uh, we want to definitely applaud him for that. And dude, I'm watching Book of Boba Fett. And you know what? Book of Boba Fett could be Boba Fett reading a book. And I'm in. Like, you can't screw that up, man. Like, I know people, and he's right. People get all nitpicky about, like, little things around stuff. Like, sure. just show me Boba. Just show me Tim Morrison in the freaking armor, and I'm in, dude. Like, it's live-action Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Like, let's just freaking go, dude. I yep. think it's great. Yep. And so appreciate Kevin there, man, and, uh, and and always good stuff from him. And look forward to seeing you at the draft. And we'll have some fun stuff going on with Kevin, I'm sure. And so, yeah, he alluded to he can't announce. I'm sure he's got some sort of a super fanny Raider thing going on oh, with Wayne sure. and Gorilla Rilla and all them, you know what I mean? Doing all yep, that stuff. Yep, so yep. very cool there for Kevin. So we we appreciate you. All right, last call tonight. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, this is our buddy uh, down in uh, Texas. So many great Raider fans in Texas. Uh, we call him the historian because he always offers up some amazing uh, stats and references in terms of Raider history. And he is Houston Raiders Steve. Look, Moss, Swag Jeff Nation, Houston Raider Steve. Hey, I tell you what, um, it didn't really surprise me that uh, we let Mayock go with uh, picks like uh, Clee Farrell, Jerry Stillout, Arnett. Uh, you know, the the people like, uh, you know who I'm talking about, the defensive backs. Uh, even uh, Abram is, is questionable and everything. Leatherwood, I know he hit well in the mid-rounds, you know, with uh, Crosby. He hit well with um, Hunter Renfro and other good players mid and late rounds. Robertson, he did well in free agency, but uh, this is a – what have you done for me lately, League? I picked him to do, uh, win, go 10 and 7. They went 10 and 7. First time I was right. The only good thing about Cincinnati is, uh, is Lonnie Anderson and Dan Smithers and the show WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Venus Flight Trap and all those guys. Skyline really sucks. I'm from Ohio. We moved out of there. Get away from it for 40 years. It's shoveling snow. Man. I'm not saying we lost to the refs, but those guys, man. That, that that touchdown thing that was questionable for, at the very least should have been they should take that away from the referee he's got too much power they should what 2014 owners meetings they said that the command center 
We'll defer to the referee. He has the final say, so I think that ought to be changed. What say you, everybody? All I can say is the Raiders are back. We're going to do better. Can't wait till next year's draft. And hope Bisaccia has a chance to be head coach. I think he did a great job considering. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. Good job, Houston Raiders, Steve. All right, so there we go. So those are all the, the, the emails and the voicemails for the night. And uh, so when Uncle Mosh is here, he awards the Sizzler Award, which goes out to the best emailer or voicemailer of the night. Uh, in his absence, that rolls over to Swag Jeff. So, Swag Jeff, who is the best of the best tonight? Oh, my gosh. Well, we had a bunch of great calls and emails tonight. Uh, Dave in Ohio kicked us off in the emails, uh, making his case for Coach Passaccia. Uh, of course, before we even got to the sea of fans, uh, we had Paul in there. With an amazing hour long hour long segment that it, it turned into talking about his uh, season awards and stuff like that. So thank you to Paul Fargo Raider at the buzzer came in yes. uh, with an email uh, talking about the team did not fade away into the darkness. Uh, they fought till the bitter end. It was a great email. Uh, congrats on getting made. Uh, then of course we kicked the voicemails off with the capo. And then we had Kill Jadis, who uh, Raider uh, Macho Man Raider Savage talks Cincinnati Screwjob, and Kill Jadis explains, uh, <laughs> and and it was great. And uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd talked about all the fun times that you guys had in Vegas. Oh my god! And gave a special shout out to. Only could have been better if you would have been there. Uh, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. It would have been awesome. Uh, but Houston Raider Steve talks Mayock firing. Uh, Cincinnati sucks. Refs suck. But he can't wait. Until next year. But tonight's Sizzler Award is going to a good friend of the show, uh, a neighbor of ours. Uh, she is a sad sack, but she is proud. It is Michelle effing Sweat. Let's go, Michelle! Yes! Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
on not only just the YouTubes, but especially on our audio podcast, on the audio version of the show. Uh, since we've partnered up with Fansided and Just Blog Baby, um, our show is what they, they, they call it in the biz, the hockey stick. Oh, yeah. We, we're kind of growing along, and all of a sudden, pow, the show takes off. And, uh, and it absolutely did that this year. That's the, 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 the biggest we've ever had. And I thank you to all of those of My you gosh, that absolutely. are new to the show. Um, everybody that found us via Just Blog Baby and Fansided. Uh, and also those of you that have been around for a long, long time. Folks like Michelle, Aaron totally. the Q-Dog Raider, totally. Ron the Mater Raider, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Houston Raider Steve. Yep. You all know who you are. There's so many. I, I could sit yeah. here all night and name you all. And Paul, um, Paul says that it's, um, it was Michelle's third sizzler. That she's received. So every time she's contacted the show, she gets the sizzler. <laughs> so uh, so other people lobbying okay. for sizzlers, just maybe check with Michelle via Facebook Michelle. or something and ask her if she's contacted the show this week. Because more than likely, it's going to be Michelle it's that be will Michelle. sizzle. I don't remember. Well, and she, well, see, this is where it all blends together, right? Because, I mean, we have so many. So, calls. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, well, congratulations on number three on the hat trick, Michelle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there you go. But yeah, but thank you to all of those of you that, Dude, that, that support this. Gosh, yes. I mean, the money we raised this year, like, whatever, I'm not going to get all crazy sentimental, but just like we appreciate the very, very kind donations uh, that, that you give us to the One Nation Foundation via all of your super chats, all the direct donations, the um, uh, the auction items, like everything, man. It just, it just, nothing convinces me more than this show and the interaction with the show that Raider Nation is truly family and we appreciate you and love you all so very, very much. So anyways, I got one stat to get hit the button. Yeah, do it. But I got a stat I'm going to leave you with. So Patrick Mahomes, that jackass Kermit the Frog sounding some bitch that plays in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Yeah, he became the second quarterback with multiple games with five touchdown passes in the playoffs. You know who the first one to do was? Who's that? Daryl LaMonica. Raiders oh. represent. Let's freaking go. go. Appreciate all of you tonight. Miss Uncle Mosh and Kathy get well soon. Uh, but thank you to so much to Swag Jeff for holding it down over there in the Southern Annex. Brother, we appreciate you. Yeah, man. Enjoy the next couple weeks off. And that's it. That's all I got. See that's, you all, that's all you got. See you that's all you got. See you bye. See you bye. Uh, hey, so, uh, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Emily, Emily Graves, who we need to make sure we add her to the uh, to the made man list. Uh, she oh, said, I she missed She said her. that she wasn't on there. I'm going to so, put it right now. So, hey, Ebony Graves, you are at the table for sure, and we appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Parvin 1975, Jack Kenna. Jose Lopez with a $2 donation. Uh, says, new subscriber, what's up? Thank you, Jose. Uh, th- thanks, Jose. Tune in uh, Super Bowl week. Uh, we'll have another great show. Paul is in there. Aussie Raider oh. Aaron. Fargo Raider Michelle Sweat. Congratulations on your sizzler. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raider Cam. Wyo Raider. Fargo Raider. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Bader, uh, Raider. Kevin the Raider Nerd. Kill Jadis. Eyepatch. Uh, Rodney Jackson. Uh, everyone that's in the chat. You guys make the show, not us. You guys, it's the best chat, not only in Raider Nation, but in the whole NFL. Let's and, go, and, maybe, and, and arguably all of YouTube. I agree. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much to everyone. Uh, hey, be proud of our Raiders. Don that shield with pride. We did our thing this year despite all the adversity. Uh, hey, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in uh, to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And let's not forget, folks, what happens in Vegas started in an open. Good night. God bless you. Good night, YouTube. Goodbye. Adios, malingerers. Well, yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.